This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is uh, Thursday, May 20th. That's what it is. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a two-vehicle crash on Kelly Drive in Philadelphia left three teens dead and two other people injured on Wednesday night. It happened at 9.15 at North Ferry Drive. Police say an 18-year-old driver traveling with three passengers lost control of her Mazda at a curb. She went into the northbound lane and collided with a Honda SUV that was occupied by four people. The driver of the Mazda and two male passengers died at the crash. One of the passengers was 17 years old. <clears throat> the other was estimated to be about 18 or 19. The third passenger is listed in critical condition at an area hospital. The 65-year-old driver of the Honda SUV was walking and talking when police arrived. However, he was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Mm-hmm. A gunman shot a teenage boy and a woman during a kickball game at a playground in Philadelphia Wednesday night. The 35-year-old woman was playing in a kickball game at the Hancock Playground uh, shortly before 9 o'clock when a gunman opened fire. The shooter walked into the rec center and just began firing shots. At least five shots were fired, police said. A 16-year-old boy who was at the playground was shot in the shoulder while a woman was shot in the back. One bullet also struck a nearby house. Police said the gunman fled the rec center and got into a dark-colored car, possibly a black Kia that was last seen traveling north on the 1500 block of Hancock Street. The teen boy is in stable condition while the woman is undergoing surgery. About 40 people were at the playground at the time of the shooting. Police said there were several people in the medical field that were playing in the organized kickball game and they tended to the victims so far this year 77 people under the age of 18 have been shot in philadelphia compared to 49 at the same time last year according to philadelphia police i think this is the first this morning i've ever heard shooting at a kickball game kickball game yeah. right ever. I know. yes sad police also said 18 of this year's 77 young shooting victims have been killed <laughs> pennsylvania voters became the first in the nation to curb their governor's emergency powers approving constitutional amendments proposed by republican lawmakers angry over Democratic Governor Tom Wolf's handling of the COVID-19 outbreak. The vote on Tuesday's statewide primary ballot came as Republican lawmakers across the country have sought to roll back the emergency powers governors wielded during the COVID-19 pandemic. Republicans see the referendum as a victory with strong political overtones as the state gears up for the wide-open governor's race in 2022 and Wolf leaving office after two terms. You know what they need to operate on uh, is is getting the removal of the lawn signs that litter every area around an election like Wait, so, there should be a mandate like they should be all be taken up go back one and day, pick two, them up yeah go pick them up yeah go back and get them it's not too late to get into the lawn sign business because it seems Jeez. to have exploded over the last it's, couple of years and steve oh, it's, yeah. it's not just general elections or presidential elections every day every election and they hang out forever you see sign how you feeling today <laughs> any general question there is one area on lincoln that apparently it's it's like it's like a greek amphitheater for it's just <laughs> so <laughs> many that I almost think it it can lead to accidents because there's it, there's there's just people's heads are spinning. It's like oh my god, where, where what have I entered? Well, it's that, ridiculous that you just look at and you're like, dear lord, look at all those signs. You don't know what they say. Like right, you, yeah. you don't know who. who I'll, I'll say I'll say this right now. If you if you're doing this for any politician or any any movement, if you put a sign out, I'm against it immediately. <laughs> uh, even it's for, if it's for the saving of a family member's right. life. Should we do a sign that says vote no on signs? Vote no on signs. <laughs> I love that. All right. Put that in our lawn. More than 2 million ballots were cast, still less than a quarter of the state's 8.7 million registered vo- voters. In sports this morning. <laughs>
The Phillies lost to the Marlins last night at the ballpark. Yeah. Brian Anderson homered to back Trevor Rogers, who pitched a five-hit ball in seven and two-thirds innings and led the Marlins over the Phillies three to one. Adam Duvall and Jazz Chrisham Jr. also drove in runs for the Marlins, who won for just the second time in five games. Andrew Knapp hit a game-ending flyout to the wall in right center that was a few feet from winning it for the Phillies. The series wraps up tonight. Vince Velasquez will get the start. Game time is at 7.05. For the second night in a row, there was a no-hitter in the majors. What? New York Yankees pitcher Corey Kluber threw the sixth no-hitter this season, striking out nine in a 2-0 win against the Rangers in Texas. What the f- is this? The right-hander's gem came one night after Detroit Tigers right-hander Spencer Turnbull uh, accomplished the feat against the Seattle Mariners. It was the Yankees' first no-hitter since July of 1999 when David Cohn threw a perfect game against the Montreal Expos. In the play-in tournament last night in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the San Antonio Spurs and the LA Lakers beat the Golden State Warriors. In tonight's matchup, the Wizards will host the Indiana Pacers, and the winner of that game will play the Sixers when the first round begins in South Philly on Sunday afternoon. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. We got uh, another beautiful, warm day today, and we have a lot of stuff going on uh, this morning. In fact, there is a bit of an addendum. Uh, we have changed from Tat Tuesday to Tat Thursday. Tat Thursday, yeah. Uh, we forgot to do it on Tuesday. Oh. So, we're doing Tat Thursday today, and if you want to win a President Steve tattoo, <laughs> all you have to do is text the word tattoo to 39333, and we'll just pick a random sure. winner. And yeah. I'm going to get a President Steve tattoo, $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street in Philadelphia. So, have at it. Let's see if you can win. Uh, as far as guests go this morning, we're ha- we have scheduled to have Who's Lou on. Like, it's usually oh, impromptu, but but today he's an actual legitimate guest. Yeah, it's so or funny. Somewhat legitimate. He's, he's a regular caller for those who listen to the show daily, and uh, Lou is a character. We have definitely found that out, and he reached out to Nick and said he had a story to tell. Okay. So, we'll, all right. Let, we'll, listen, not we'll only that, uh, today's going to be the day that all the questions we have for Lou, we ask, because you, you talk about a colorful life. Lou has one. By the way, Lou has an Instagram account called I'm Who's Lou. Yes, dude. <laughs> they, have, they have T-shirts made up. What? Oh, no. <laughs> they yes. I'm Who's Lou. Why not? Uh, so we answer the question, who's Lou today? Find out that a little bit later on. We'll get to that in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, now, we also have an award to present. Yes. And this would be for the coolest teacher of the year. Uh, yesterday, it was chosen that uh, Eastern Regional... In New Jersey, Voorhees is going to get to vote, and they indeed did. And we took those votes, totaled them up, and we now have a winner of Coolest Teacher at Eastern Regional High School for the year. So congratulations goes out to Mrs., and I'm going to mess up her name here, Megan Liberti. It might be Liberty. I don't know. Liberty. L-I-B-E-R-T-I is how we spell Mrs. Megan Liberty's last name. She is a phys ed teacher at Eastern Regional, and she's been there for seven years, from what I understand. She graduated from Eastern Regional and in 2005. She did. How about that? Uh, she went to Rowan University, played soccer there, and teaches health and physical education, adaptive physical education, and lifestyle fitness. And apparently, the kids just love her. It's got to be. Because they voted for yeah. her. So, 
With that, we're going to set her up with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug and the uh, tickets to the MMRQ to sit in the coolest teacher section and wear a coolest teacher T-shirt. Ah. We'll also give her a $25 gift card to Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavor. So congratulations. If you know Mrs. Liberty, or, or you can tell me how to sp- sp- yeah. pronounce her name, Tell her to give us a call this morning, uh, a little bit after 7 o'clock, if that's cool, and we'd love to meet her. Uh, now we need to draw another name, another school. Is it uh, Kathy's Kathy. turn? All right, Kath. Ready? Ready okay. when you are. Ready? <laughs> okay. St. Mark's High School in Wilmington, Delaware. Oh. <laughs> St. Mark's in Wilmington. All right. Now it's up to you to do a little uh, mental inventory and think about maybe what teacher affected you in a positive way over the past year. And let us know about it. It's very, very simple. We've made it even easier. Just text the word teacher to 39333. And then we send you the voting link. Or you can go to PrestonSteve.com and click on the link and vote that way. So St. Mark's in Wilmington, Delaware will give you just under 24 hours to vote, and then we will uh, give the award out tomorrow. It's a beautiful awesome. thing. And, Love uh, it. Thank our teachers in this incredibly trying year and everything they've had to go through. But the summer is within reach. Yes. It definitely is. Yeah, you can feel it, that, that excitement, that energy of this wonderful weather. Absolutely. Was she Miss Delaware USA 2007? Uh, no, no, no. The, oh, I'm um, sorry. I looked at the notable... Yeah! No, no, no. Pause. Hold on. Notable alumni from St. Mark's include, uh, so the the current governor of Delaware went to St. Mark's. His name is John Carney. And then uh, another notable alumni is a a woman named Nicole Basso. I thought for a moment she might have been a President Steve girl or a calendar girl, but she's not. But uh, that's why I pulled up her page. I got you. I thought that was Mrs. Megan (laughs) Liberty. No. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, but congrats to Nicole on winning still. in 2007. Ab- yes. Absolutely. We're yeah. very proud of you. <laughs> All right. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. <laughs> Got a lot of entertainment stories, some uh, light stuff, some heavy stuff all included in there, and a stupid question to give some goodies away, hopefully, to you. We are back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we'll do a stupid question this morning and give away Tom and Jerry, a digital download of that movie. And the question is, uh, where would you find an aglet? Hmm. On what would you find an aglet? 215263 W-M-M-R, A-G-L-E-T. Let's see if you know the answer to this, all right? Uh, We'll go through some birthdays today while we're waiting for that call to come through. Today is Thursday, May 20th. It is a big 75th birthday for a woman who was born Sherilyn LaPierre, LaPierre, I guess is how you say her last name, better known as Cher, honey. Oh, honey, happy birthday to me. She is happy birthday. 75 years old today. 
using the auto tune. Yeah, uh, I like Cher. Uh, I think she's uh, she's she's got an attitude that you just can't beat. I was thinking of her in uh, was it stuck on you yes. when she has oh. an affair with Frankie Muniz? It's the best. That's right. She's like they're watching TV and she's like he's commenting on something she doesn't want to hear about. And she goes, "You have an algebra test tomorrow. Go to bed." Uh, and she's so great in that movie because she she rips on herself. She you know it's self deprecating. <clears throat> but it was at that point in that movie <laughs> where I I don't know what she's done acting wise since, but I realize that her face just doesn't move. No, it does no, not. It, 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 it wasn't moving. Hasn't been moving for twenty five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, she's she's been a part of so much great stuff. I love used to love the Sunny and Share show. I love ah. Sunny and Share. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the most touching things I ever saw was her eulogy. For yeah. um, for her at that time ex husband Sonny Bono, yeah, uh, and um, she the the stories the anecdotes she she relays in that are so heartfelt and warm and wonderful. And one of my one of my favorite things did involve her and Sonny together. They had a reunion of sorts. They hadn't seen each other in years, and they were on Letterman. Letterman yeah. yeah. And Letterman goaded them into doing I Got You, Babe, and she didn't want to do it. No. She did not want to do it. The band, one of the greatest TV bands ever, uh, obviously knew the song note for note. And they got her up there, and she and Sonny did it. And by the end of it, they were having a ball. (laughs) They were having a great time. It sounded great. They were having fun. It was really a sweet moment in television. Do you know what's also very cool? Um, She's in the movie that you and I love, Preston, a documentary called The Wrecking Crew about the studio musicians in L.A. of the 60s and 70s. And uh, her her segments talking about how they benefited the Sonny and Cher career are wonderful. Mm Mm-hmm. So she celebrates her big 75th birthday, and, and she's been in some great movies, man. She's done some fantastic acting throughout the years. Moonstruck, honey. Yeah. Uh, Mindy Cohn. Mindy Cohn. Yeah, Facts of Life. Natalie. And the voice of... Uh, Vel- Velma? Vel- no. Yeah, yeah Velma. Yeah, Velma yeah. Louise. Uh, the Scooby-Doo uh, films, yeah, oh. and the shows afterwards. Wasn't she the first to lose her virginity on Facts of Life? Yeah, she, she was. was. Snake. Snake. Yeah, right. <laughs> she, she have to. Snake? I only know that because Casey says it every year. Uh, snake. If, well, if you're going to lose your virginity, a guy yeah, named Snake is probably yeah. your guy to do it. Right. right. Uh, but she celebrates her 55th birthday today. She's. Uh, I like Minicone. Uh, Bronson and Pinchot. Yes. Yes, of course. Perfect strangers. Falky. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, and of course, I remember the first thing I saw him in was Risky Business. He was in that with Tom. Absolutely, Cruz. he was one of his friends. And uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. He was Serge. Need we were. We always send, tend to forget though that on Perfect Strangers, they both had very attractive girlfriends. Oh yeah, remember that? And oh, I, I don't believe, remember that. Yeah, I think they were sisters. They were. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not in real life. I mean, in the show, maybe they either that or they were just roommates or whatever. But. Uh, Bronson Pinchot <laughs> turns uh, 62 today. So all last summer, because uh, Hamilton had been playing on Disney Plus. With Bronson Pinchot. No. <laughs> but, he was like, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> so, there, there's a lyric in uh, in the main song goes, uh, his name is Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And uh, so not, not, is... <laughs> none, of, none of my kids have ever seen Perfect Strangers, but I would start singing... His name is Cousin Laddie Appleton, right? So, because that's how Bronson Pinchot would say Cousin Laddie Appleton. And I had all the kids in my house and Chuck D'Amico's kids singing Cousin Larry Appleton all summer long. And they had never, ever, ever seen uh, Perfect Strangers. Back to you, Preston. You were... 
You were in there, Steve. You were you I were was part, there. You were I there. Was there. You were in there. I was listening. Incredible revelation this morning on the President <laughs> Steve show. Casey Boy admitted to creating a riff on the Hamilton song that became infectious to his neighbors at the shore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you went and sang it to your neighbor who doesn't like the way your house looks. Yes. Uh, you know, I probably shouldn't have talked about it on the air because now it's going to be a thing. Can, can I officially <laughs> ask you guys for not to be a thing? Sure. Okay. <sighs> because, listen, I don't, no, need, no. I don't need her to, like... I totally cares? respect that. We will only make it a Wednesday thing. All right, Kathy, you want me to talk about no, 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 all no. the things you say about your wait, neighbors? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. What I'm, I'm saying is, who cares what she thinks of your house? You, you as a person, you do, who, who cares? Go I don't care you don't what like she thinks about my house. Steve just erased it. Steve erased it with the, right. with the sound effect. It's over. I didn't know yeah. that nah. you were sensitive to this until this very moment. It's so. funny you should mention that because I was thinking about actually doing a neighbor intervention live on the air. Going to the oh, that would be great. But you know, uh, no, you no, say no, no. Okay. not with my neighbor, not no. with your neighbor. No, no. I'm not doing it because listen, she unless somebody listening right now goes to her right now and plays back the podcast, she will never hear about it. But if it becomes a thing, then it will get to her. And what? I don't, I don't need there to be a, a neighbor. No, you know who needs fight. to broker this whole this whole deal is who's Lou. Let uh, him handle yeah. it. Lou lives. Lou, in yeah, I know Lou. Yeah. Lou would make yeah. sure it went away. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So can I erase the butthole thing? Yes! No, 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 never. Never. Uh, All right. It, which you means you still have more treatments left. That doesn't seem fair. You have more treatments left when they're over, maybe. Kathy, Listen, do you want it, us to one not... man's neighbor is another man's butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, do you want us to not talk about that anymore? My Don't butthole? We... Yeah. No, I was just, well, I was wondering, but I person said, no, we can't erase it. We can you erase it. No take backs. All right. There are absolutely. You can't double stamp it. No, there are take backs. There are absolutely, there are take backs. <laughs> okay. I'm going to move on to the birthdays move, here. Please move on, Preston. <laughs> Come on. Let's, what have you been waiting no, for? No, no, no. <laughs> Let's go back to the bulky song. Cause and laddie at Playton. At Playton? Is that how you would say it? Yes. Yeah, yes. it's been five minutes. Yeah. His name is Cause and laddie at Playton. Timothy Oliphant. Love him. Like you got any riffs on his name? Timothy Oliphant. Right. There you go. Uh, I love this guy. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, he's Deadwood. In, yeah, he was in Deadwood. Uh, I loved him in a movie uh, called uh, This Is Where I Leave You. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's in The Girl Next Door. He's in, been in a bunch of stuff. Sex in the City, Gone in 60 Seconds. It's very funny. The, see the movie Go. It's a yeah. late 90s movie. It's very of the time, but he's he's fantastic in that movie. Uh, he turns 53 today. Jack Gleason. Oh! One of the... <laughs> One of the most loved to hate characters ever, in my uh, personal opinion. He was Joffrey <laughs> on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was the most God. pure evil on the no. show. Yeah, I think. Well, in my opinion, he was the most pure evil on the show. Balky. I think he was second to Ramsey Bolton. Boom. Okay. Ramsey was just I, I, horribly well, evil. Right. But, yes. They both got off on other people's pain. They could have been best friends. Yes, they could have hung out Easily. more. Easily. Uh, so, Jack Gleason... <laughs> Apparently he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. that's Apparently what I've heard. he's like the nicest guy that, ever. That's that's yeah. what I've heard. I, there's a uh, uh, you know YouTube. You can find tons of videos of of uh, a scene repeating for like three hours. Right, or whatever. right, yeah. Uh, there's one of uh, of Joffrey getting smacked in the face. It's like two and a half hours of that nonstop, <laughs> uh, where Tyrion smacks him in the face, and it's fantastic. So Jack Gleason, who's supposedly a really nice guy, mm-hmm. is 29 years old today. Wow. 
Uh, then you have actor Tony Goldwyn. Yes. You may not know his name, but in the movie Ghost, he was he's the bad guy. The the, the oh. um and the shadows get him. <laughs> yeah, the one who's about to make out with Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, Patrick Swayze's a ghostly cuck in that scene. You're right. He yeah. just checks it all out. Uh, he is actually related to the Metro Goldwyn Mayor. No kidding. Yeah, yes, that's all his right. family. That'd he's be a, a bad, uh, bad porn title, Ghostly Cuck. Ghostly <laughs> Cuck, yeah. I like it. Uh, he's in the Divergent series, uh, Scandal, bunch of uh, m- movies and uh, TV shows. Grab her ass, Hulk. He's 61. <laughs> I'm Ghostly Cuck starring Regis Philbin. Wow. Coming soon to a living room near you. And then one last birthday, about to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I love her, Jane Weedlin. Oh. Uh, turns... 63 years old today. You will gain a strong appreciation for it if you watch that Go-Go's documentary. Most definitely. I always thought she was adorable. Yes. Uh, and a great songwriter, too. So uh, We were good. talking about her with the band um, Sparks. Sparks. Yeah, yeah, cool places. Great song. So Jane Wheatland, 63 years old today. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the question on where would you find an aglet. And I will go to, let's see, Pat was our first caller radio. Pat, good morning. Pat, are you there? You oh, I didn't hit the damn it. button. Let me try that again. <laughs> Hi, Pat. Hey, now you're on the air. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, buddy. All right, Pat, where would you find an aglet? On the tip of a shoelace. You're correct. <laughs> it's that little thingy on the end of your shoelace to help it go through the holes. All right, Pat, you got it right. We're going to give you a download of Tom and Jerry, everyone's favorite cat and mouse team. <laughs> Bring their rivalry into our world. Tom and Jerry star with Chloe Grace Bretz. Michael Pena and Ken Jong. It's available now on digital and Blu-ray. All right, we're going to dive right into some stories. I told you I have some uh, some that are has some heavy weight to them, uh, and we have a few. And I'll begin with uh, Billy Porter has been living with HIV for 14 years. Yeah, the 51-year-old Pose star revealed to the Hollywood Reporter on Wednesday that he kept his diagnosis a secret for more than a decade because he was ashamed and afraid that it would ruin his career. Uh, The Broadway star even kept his status a secret from his own mother until recently. Uh, He told the outlet, My mother had been through so much already, so much persecution by her religious community because of my queerness Mm. that I just didn't want her to have to live through through their I told you so's, and I didn't want to put her through that. Uh, But after he and his sister got vaccinated against COVID, they decided to visit his mom. And tell her the truth. Porter said, I ripped the Band-Aid off and I told her. And she said, you've been carrying this around for 14 years. Don't ever do this again. I'm your mother. I love you no matter what. And I know I didn't understand how to. And I know I didn't know understand how to do that early on. But it's been decades now. And that's honestly so many times we tell ourselves stories about how it's going to go down and it's going to be horrible. Yeah. And here the mother would have uh, would have gladly uh, heard the information. And in this day and age, Preston, we talked about this. The ability to manage uh, the disease has gotten so incredible. Well, oh yeah, it definitely yeah. has. And you know what? Maybe waiting though was the right thing because she herself even said, "I didn't understand how to do that early on." Right. So maybe there was a time where it was like, look, this is only going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. So he may not have needed to wait 14 years, but at some point, you know, listen, your parents will get it. He says, and it's very touching, he held his mother's hand and they sang the Cousin Larry Appleton song. <laughs> oh. Cousin Larry Appleton. Isn't that it? Yes. It's going to be all the rage this summer. Uh, prior to coming out uh, about his diagnosis, he used his role on FX's Pose to, quote, work through the shame of HIV. His character on the show, Pray Tell, 
is also uh, HIV positive and playing the part uh, gave him the opportunity to say, quote, everything that I wanted to say through a surrogate. And he's, he's won one or two Emmys for the show. I think it's wrapping up. I've, I never saw a second of it. I, I, it's supposed to be very good. Yeah, he's won an Emmy, Grammy, and a Tony. So he gets go. an Oscar and he's got an EGOT. Uh, he also set aside his fears about how the diagnosis will affect his career. He said there's no more stigma. Uh, let's be done with that. It's time. I've been living it and I've been in the shame of it for long enough. Uh, it's not the only thing I am. I'm so much more than that diagnosis. There are tons of commercials on. You'll see them all the time. And I, they, for, for a couple of different um, drugs that allow um, the ability to live with HIV and, and, and have it basically undi- undetectable in your blood. He went on to say, and if you don't want to work with me because of my status, you're not worthy of me. Hmm. That's a good way of looking at it. Uh, HBO Max debuted the official trailer for Friends, the reunion, on Wednesday. I have to admit, uh, watching the trailer, I, like I was mildly interested, and now I'm kind of very interested. I agree, yeah, Steve. Yeah. I saw it this morning, right? and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, this is really fun. Yeah. This, this could be good, and it's it's a nice nostalgic walk. I think the ladies look fantastic. I think uh, the dudes look a little old. Oh, uh, uh, yeah? And um, uh, Matt LeBlanc looks pretty good, but, but Matthew Perry's looking... Well, there's some concern about him. Yeah. So yeah. here's the deal: oh, they really? they all they all uh, return to the the original soundstage, stage 24 in the Warner Brothers Studio lot in Burbank for real life unscripted celebration of the show. Uh, the trailer shows the cast uh, playing the famous trivia game in Monica's apartment and debating whether Ross and Rachel were on a break. Uh, the fans are more concerned, like Steve, or like Nick said about uh, Matthew Perry's speech pattern, yeah, uh, oh, and uh, his appearance. Um, and Page Six writes that. The clip shows a 51-year-old actor with an odd gaze and a labored speech pattern. At one point, he appears to slur when saying that he stole the cookie jar that had the clock on it. He's, he's talking in a... Listen, we're used to him being a rapid-fire right. comedic yeah. force on the show, and what we're hearing is a guy who's... You could give a little bit to him being older, but he has battled addictions, and he has yeah, battled... Yeah. He did have a brain bleed for a while. You remember that? He was dealing with that. Yeah. So, um... But still, it was. I loved this show when it was on, and I, and I, I will catch it periodically in reruns. And it's great to see them, and to to see them in love with what they created, and, yeah. and still being friends. Get it? It is awesome, Casey. We have some uh, clips if you could pull oh, those cool. up, and we'll, we'll roll yeah. through a few of them. You're uh, right, though, Nick. I'm looking at the, the. I didn't see any of it, so now I'm seeing, and the the girls look great. The guys <laughs> look a little. Isn't that different. the way it usually is, though? <laughs> you know, you ladies moisturize, you yeah. do all that stuff. We don't do any of that, and we go to crap later on. Uh, here is a clip of them playing the trivia game we're talking about. Here, we go. the test is ready. Rachel wrote Ross a letter and demanded he read it before they got back together. How many pages was that letter? Eighteen pages. <laughs> Eighteen pages. <laughs> Front and back is correct. Wait, wait, go one more time. <laughs> uh, this is them uh, uh, confronting the uh, on a break right. scenario. There's Ross only one dissenter. Yeah, here we go. Were Ross and Rachel on a break? Yes. 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 Bullshit. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. That was Matt LeBlanc. Yes. Uh, here is uh, Jennifer Aniston and Matt LeBlanc sharing some show memories. Here we go. I remember I went to the producer of the show I was on, and he said, that show's not going to make you a star. I remember one time I had to have the news on, and on the TV was an aerial shot of each of our houses. Oh, jeez. And I remember looking at it going, what? My roof is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. And this is great. Lisa Kudrow... 
delivers this line, uh, one of the, the classic lines from the show, uh, and this is her currently doing it. Right, right, yeah. It's excellent. This is from the one where everyone finds out. Oh! Oh! My eyes! I know! My eyes! <laughs> That's her doing it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was she looking at? She was looking window? at, I believe it was Ross. No, no, no it was, it was um, um, uh, Chandler. Chandler, Chandler and, and Monica, Monica had been hiding their relationship for a long period of time. Oh, and then yeah. people, just, they started making out in the window. And so people were able to see it. So the relationship became known. I loved that dynamic yeah, when, it was great. When, when they had the thing going on behind uh, yeah, everybody's backs. Hide. And I'm telling you, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes was... Phoebe was trying to get it out of Chandler. She was hitting on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that he would have to rebuff her. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. so wonderfully uncomfortable and funny. I want to go back and watch that episode. I, I was a I was like a mid-level Friends yeah. fan. I liked the show. I wasn't as deep into it as most people were. But it was a great show. The episode, so I think it was like maybe the second episode where I got hooked. I think there was a scene in the, um, it was the it was the uh, Ross and Rachel dynamic, and they were in the uh, laundromat. Mm-hmm. And um, and that, I was like, oh, I really like these people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it shifted for me, though, like who the funniest were on the show. Like in the beginning, I thought it was, you know, a certain couple. And then, yeah. you know, by the end, it was, it changed. That's what a great show does. Yeah. yeah. They, they manage to, you know, usually there's there's a main comic driving force. But if you can spread it out amongst a, an ensemble cast and, and you can't clear cut go, that's the best one. Yeah. That's a great show. Who actually ended up being a surprise was Matt LeBlanc because, you know, prior yeah. to that show, he was known for like a uh, catch-up commercial and being kind of a... Uh, the stud du jour, and he's actually funny. So the reunion will debut uh, Thursday, May 27th, so next Thursday. And on what? On HBO Max. HBO Max. Yeah, so you'll be able to check it out at any point that you want to. Uh, here's sad news. Comedy legend Paul Mooney has died. Uh, he was 79 years old, according to TMZ. The comedian, writer, and actor's family confirmed uh, that he died from a heart attack Wednesday morning at his home in Oakland. We had Paul in the studio a number of times. Now... Um, we would have good times with him, but he, he, you know, he had to be managed a bit because he was a, he could be, you know, a little cantankerous. I, I, I didn't really care for him. Yeah. I thought, I thought he was kind of rude, but you know, I mean, but, but then again, he's, he did some great things in yeah. the world of entertainment, but our, my personal experience with him, yeah. whatever it was my personal experience with him. Uh, so they were tried, they tried to revive him, uh, but they were unsuccessful. Journalist and TV host, uh, Ronald Les Martin initially broke the news about Paul's death saying that he received a call from Paul's cousin, Rudy Ely. Uh, Martin said his cousin, Rudy, called me from Paul's phone, said he passed away two hours ago after suffering a heart attack at his home in Oakland. He continued by saying Rudy told me that uh, Paul had been suffering with dementia for oh, some boy. time. I didn't know that. And had been living with him. Uh, Rudy said Oakland paramedics uh, valiantly tried to save him after suffering a heart attack. Um, Paul had been out of the public eye for a few years. Uh, dementia was the reason for that. Uh, he was also staying... Uh, with his uh, family member at the time, but he was—he goes back to—he um, started with Richard Pryor. His his Way first back. his first professional job in show business was as a writer, uh-huh. Richard Pryor, and he worked <laughs> with him for years. He contributed to his stand-up performances like Live on the Sunset Strip. He worked on that legendary NBC series that NBC at the time, you know, Pryor had a comedy show on NBC yeah. years ago, and they they bought. This thing, not knowing what it was going to be, 
And Mooney was one of the writers on that show. I didn't know this until yesterday, Steve. I'm sure that you did. But he wrote the skit with Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor on yes. SNL, the, the famous back and forth. Right. Uh, where, or using racial slurs. Using ra- racial slurs, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, that was like... That's right. It was a was, word association thing right. they were doing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that was, you know, for the time. I mean, even for now, that'd be like dropping an atomic bomb on TV. I mean, oh, that, yeah. That was uh, ma- massively impactful. It was, it was edgy and it was hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, but that was Richard Pryor, man. Right, yeah. Know? Uh, in addition, Mooney also wrote Pryor's Place. Yep. Uh, his other writing credits included Sanford and Son, Good Times, In Living Color, and Chappelle Show. So he had his hands in all of that. Stuff. We have a clip of him on Letterman talking about um, stopping um, the use of the N-word okay. in comedy. Here we go. It's an equal opportunity word. Everyone uses it. Young kids, Asians, black, and white kids. Everyone uses it. And they say you spell it with an A, you spell it with an E. It's like... Cooking a goat, whether you saute it or barbecue it, is still a goat. So that was for me. I, I came to this thing, maybe I'm touched, whatever. I, I don't want to say the word anymore. I don't want to hear the word anymore, you know? And no, I don't. Well, when he was here in the studio, Nick, you remember, because you asked him about it. He was wearing a hat that had uh, the word yeah. on a hat with a with a prohibition symbol through it. Uh, he was staying, you know, right. putting an end to the word at that time. Yeah, he... He had his opinions, and yeah. they were strong opinions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's how he got a reputation of being difficult to work with, especially later on in his life. Yeah, did you want to play this other clip? It's just him doing up? stand-up. So he, he was also known for pushing boundaries on stage, and this yeah. is an example. The teachers are f***ing the kids. I'll go to school for four years, and then I'm going to f*** the kids. I'm going to f*** them. No, it is. The teacher is crazy. The teacher now is teaching two and two is four, and the bitch is real good. Come get it. That got him in trouble, Mm -hmm. that bitch. Yeah. All right. uh, Another heavy story, and then I'm going to move on to, well, no, there's a lot of heavy stories here. So uh, one of the three women accusing Danny Masterson of rape testified in California court for nearly six hours uh, on Tuesday. How do you even withstand that? Jen B. said it happened at the That 70 Show Actors House in April 25th, 2003. According to the testimony, she felt weak and queasy 20 minutes after being given a cocktail. Yeah. Uh, she then could not walk or stand, and the actor carried her up the stairs where he showered her and then placed her on the bed, and then he had his way with her. Hmm. When uh, she tried to resist, he threatened her with a gun that he kept on her nightstand. This is her testimony. Right. Uh, Masterson's been charged with three counts of rape in three separate incidents that occurred in the early 2000s. He's pleaded not guilty to all the charges. Mariska Hargaday confirmed yesterday she's been hospitalized for multiple injuries. Uh, she wrote on Instagram that she had broken, uh, she has a broken knee, a hairline fracture in her ankle, and a torn ligament. Ouch. <laughs> Uh, she wrote next to an image of herself wearing a cast on her right knee and a boot on her left foot, saying it's always a good idea to keep uh, to go to the doctor immediately. I don't know what happened. No, she said I think it was that, a typing accident. She said she won't need <laughs> surgery. That that's the good news. But I don't know why she ended up with the uh, the broken stuff. Who knows? Uh, singer Demi Lovato revealed on Wednesday that they identify as non-binary and are changing their pronouns, telling fans the decision came after self-reflective work. Uh, said, uh, today is a day I'm so happy to share more of my life with all of you. Uh, I'm proud to let you know that I identify as non-binary. She announced this on Twitter in an accompanying video, adding that they will officially be changing pronouns to they, them moving forward. Lovato said they picked up gender-neutral pronouns as, quote, uh, this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression, and added, I'm doing this for those out there that haven't been able to share 
who they truly are with their loved ones. I hope she, uh, I hope she's getting in a better place because I think there's a lot that's still going on with her. Yeah, especially like the being California sober thing, which I think is going to come back and haunt her. I'm sorry, what's California sober? That's where you, you smoke you, pot. Well, you 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 drink. I, I can handle this uh, level, so you can have a cocktail now and then, and it doesn't get away from you. Okay, and you then can you're smoke not sober. Pot. Okay, I know, I yeah. know, okay. and, and and anybody. That's who's, why they call it California, California sober. sober. Yeah. Okay. So and I, I and a lot of people. I'm and, California so <laughs> <laughs> That's what I am. Yeah, uh, but uh, a lot of her friends are saying, uh-uh, no, Balky Bartakamas. Yeah, cousin Larry. Yeah. Uh, well, what's that? Cousin Larry Appleton. Okay. Uh, we will keep an eye. That on. should be her mantra. Maybe that yeah. will get her right. Or or they write, I should say. A, a, a mantra? Just <laughs> yes. saying it over and over. Cousin Larry Appleton. Cousin Larry Appleton. Cousin Larry Appleton. Cousin Larry Appleton. Mm-hmm. That could work. Appleton. Uh, Sel- Appleton. Selma Hayek uh, told Variety she nearly died uh, during her battle with COVID-19. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't know that she was sick at all. Uh, the 54-year-old Oscar winner said that she spent about seven weeks isolating at home, battling the illness in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, she told the outlet that she was on oxygen. Her doctor begged her to go to the hospital, but her response was, no, thank you. I'd rather die at home. Mm. Whoa. Cousin Larry Appleton. <laughs> mm. um, Who was this person? Uh, Selma, Selma Hayek. Hayek. Oh, my goodness. Wow. By the way, she's, um, you know, her husband is a billionaire. She's fabulously wealthy. Yeah. You figure she'd have the kind of doctors who'd be able to say, mm, okay, we're going to set something up at your house. Right. Yeah. I'm sure she did. Maybe yeah. they did. Yeah. No, maybe yeah. she, you know, she's going to Rite Aid at 3 o'clock in the morning Yeah, uh, in a robe. I said that like uh, she you. still has not fully regained the energy she once had, so she's still feeling Ooh. a little She's bad. in a new movie where she... What, what's the new movie she's just did all the stunts for, and she's... Um, Immortals? No, no. Uh, it might be The Immortals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because she is in that, right? Yeah, she what, is. Is it, that what it's called? The Immortals? The Eternals. The Eternals. The Eternals. Yes. Um, okay, lighter fare. Uh, let's go with this. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Yes. Does not, is it Milia or Miglia? Mi- I always say Miglia, but yeah. I, I assume it's Miglia. I'm not sure. You're uh, better than that. You know who he is. <laughs> Stupid name. <laughs> he played Rocky. You're better son. than that. I don't even know how to say it. He and you're my you. son. He was a... You're better than that. How about Scooter or Bip? Or Stinky, a name I can say instead of Vigo Dingabinglia. Come on, you're better than that. <laughs> he is better than that. Stinky? All right. That ain't you. Biff. <laughs> Lucky, kiddo. Right. Better than Stinko Binglia. Well, he doesn't understand why What's everyone... What's that on the roof I hear? <laughs> <laughs> is that Vigo Stinklaminglia? It doesn't even work. Uh, he doesn't understand why everyone's so concerned about his shorts. Uh, the This Is Us oh, actor was yeah. spotted in a pair of tiny black shorts last month and told the ladies of the talk that the popular image is, quote, just a guy leaving the gym. Come here. <laughs> you know I can see your ball sack? Yeah. You're better than that! <laughs> Have your little fur balls hanging out and everyone to see? You're better! He said I was... <laughs> I love you. But you can't walk around with two tribbles hanging out of you. Tribbles? <laughs> it just looks bad. <laughs> son, and I love you. But if people could see the hair on your nutsack, you're missing the mark. <laughs> what were those things called? Click clacks? Yeah. Click clack, click 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 click. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded of what cousin Larry happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, his shorts are shorter than his shirt. Uh, yeah, they're pretty short. <laughs> well, the, the shorts, we had the conversation, the shorts are going back to that now. The, I don't the, know oh. if they're going back to this. Yeah, those are actually, those are, they're like I mean, they're not like hot pants, but they're they're definitely getting well, up and there. He mu- I can see your nutsack. He must, this is how, what he wears to the gym, because there's more than one photo in different outfits. Like, he likes short shorts for <sighs> yeah, the gym. Some dudes, I never liked, I always wore longer, I, I don't want to, I hate sweating up equipment for other people i try to be conscious of you know and i, and I think if your legs your big sweaty legs, legs are on, are on. I, I don't like <laughs> that here's what he said he said the shorts are normal length but when i work out i kind of fold them up uh just so i can work a little harder so we'll he actually down! he kind of you know he the length of his shorts determines about, how hard he works i don't know maybe <laughs> maybe he feels constrictive when they're when if he's doing you know cardio and he's running like that and they're, yeah. they're rubbing together i i do not know cat all right, uh, I have time for just one more story. All right, let's go with this. Um, sh- from the show You. I guess, is You a show or yeah, a it's, movie? It's, a show. it's about an animal. All right, it's so. Coming out, the third season coming out. It was really good. Actress Gina Ortega <laughs> okay. from that show. I don't know who she is. Uh, she's going to play the role of Wednesday Adams in Netflix's forthcoming live action series from Tim Burton. Interesting. I am intrigued. Uh, I think actually, I did. I think I saw a picture of it. It looks like she'll be a uh, a perfect fit. It will be called Wednesday, and it will be an eight episode comedic comic uh, of age tale. That's what they're calling it. comic of age tale. No, coming of age tale. <laughs> it that's, should be coming of a, age that's tale. That's a typo. You're yeah. better than that. But I wasn't sure if that's a new kind of. Flavor of, of a comedic coming well, of maybe age I'm tale. Wrong. So, comic of age tale uh, that follows the Adams' only daughter as she attends Nevermore Academy. According to the official logline, Wednesday's attempt to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents twenty more than 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships at Nevermore. So maybe this has a darker sort of uh, the craft edge to it. I don't know. I'd be down with that. So why would she want to thwart a monstrous killing spree? Wednesday's whole thing was, they, no, it was doom and gloom. They di- Yes, they did like that, but they, they never condoned... Uh, maybe they did. I mean, she was trying to kill Pugsley yeah, all, all the time. The time. Yeah. So I don't know, <laughs> but they've changed it a little bit. She was good on you. So um, I don't know about this role, but I, I think she'll be pretty good in it. She looks familiar. Was she in? How old is she? She's young. She's like like a teenager. Because um, that movie, I care very much, or uh, I really care with uh-huh. uh, Rosamund Pike. Remember her her partner in that? Yeah, looks a lot like this gal. It Just does. from that photo I saw, who is absolutely beautiful. So uh, I will need to look into that. Yeah, check the age on that. Two thousand two. Well, she was born. See if uh-huh. it's uh, what else. See if she was in the movie. Uh, I really care. Jenna, was Jenna, she in, was she in over the top? Ortega, was she? <laughs> I don't think so. Sly. The arm wrestling movie. <laughs> All right, it doesn't look like it. Okay, different no, personal. No, together. but oh, she's, she's yesterday. Okay, so she's the oldest daughter in in uh, the movie yesterday. Maybe. Okay. All right. So uh, two thousand two. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow, um, let's get to the clips. The clock ticks in oxygen as a woman finds herself losing the ability to breathe air. She's trapped inside a cryogenic chamber fighting Ooh. for a way out. Wow. In this clip, director Alexandre Aja, or Asia talks about the need to make this film. Here we go. Oxygen took another um, another you know light. It became like a, a, almost like a necessity as a filmmaker. I, I, I had to make this movie. 
oxygen is not about uh, the COVID. It's not about, you know, uh, about the lockdown. It's about more, uh, um, you know, about the after. You just made a mess in my mouth. <laughs> um, you know, uh, this this sort of stuff, anything that's claustrophobic like this, uh, reminds me, I watched the, the first Deadpool and uh, in the sequence where he's being, uh, you know, kept in the uh, in the uh, cryogen or the hyperbaric, uh, hyperbaric chamber, yeah. chamber, he's being deprived of oxygen. Between, it's like, oh man, you, you begin to feel it, even though the the tone of the movie is lighter. Yeah, oxygen is now streaming on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Antidote shows the horrors of a young woman trapped in a facility that mutilates the patient and heals them using a secret antidote. It's a second trap woman movie. In this clip, director Peter Daskaloff talks about how they had to be creative on the set. So the production was really challenging because basically uh, we're, we made just one hallway in this uh, one warehouse and we had to, sh- to be so creative to shoot in so many different ways that it looks like it was a huge facility with thousands of hallways. And it was actually one hallway with two or three rooms. <laughs> Antidote is now streaming on Amazon Prime. And that's what I have for you this morning. Entertainment Report. It's a big one. All right, we need to take a break and come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us today. we got stuff to give away. We have a new coolest high school or coolest teacher high school. St. Mark's High School, Wilmington, Delaware. Who's the teacher that has uh, been the one that's gone above and beyond last year, in your opinion? Text word teacher to 39333 for the voting link. And then we'll come back uh, tomorrow and give an award out for that. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Hey, our hey. post teacher's on the line. Hey! hey! Yep, we had uh, made the announcement that uh, from Eastern Regional, the coolest teacher of the year is a phys ed teacher, and she's on the line. It is Mrs. Megan Liberty, who is here this morning. Hi, hi, Megan, did I get anywhere near your name correct? (laughs) No, well, kind of. It's Liberty, but I get it all the time. Liberty. All right, I got it. Like a little birdie. Yes. Liberty. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Well, Megan, congratulations, first of all. Thank you so much. It's so cool that you guys do this. I listen every morning when I get the kids ready for work and jump for joy this morning. Aww, that's Thank awesome. You. That's, that's great. So a phys ed teacher. And was that uh, was that what you, you had set your sights on when you were going to college? You wanted to get into that uh, world? Yes, absolutely. You know, from, you know, you say from when you were a little kid, you wanted to be a teacher. And I knew it the whole time since I was younger. And Dreams come true. Did all the hard work, and I'm here. No, and it, you know that's great. So that you you actually are teaching at the school you went to, correct? Yes, 
proud Viking alum. Yes. All right, so what did you find out about the school that you didn't know when you came back as a teacher? Uh, all the juicy gossip. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, <laughs> On right? On the other side, once you get to know. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's so stinking cool, and um, it, it's just, you know, to be on the other end, to work with um, teachers that I had, and, you know, and they're sitting there saying, you can call me by my first name. It, it, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, that has to be weird. It's like you've known them for that way. But I, everyone says and everyone assumes, and they've, in fact, they even had fun with it on the uh, on the show Schooled. When you get to go into the teacher's lounge. Right. Was was that, yes. was did you, did you, did it take your breath away? Oh, I felt so out of place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still do. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a question for you. Um, so, you're all right. So you graduated in 2005. Is yes. your current coworker and my friend, Mr. Griffith, was he your soccer coach? He was. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, I love Mr. Griff, and he was my coach, and then I worked alongside of him as well. How awesome. So uh, you can ask him about all the stair dives he did in college. Uh, <laughs> and also, he said he was going to text me a little bit later on and give me all the dirt on whoever won this award. So. Be careful. Oh man, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems kind of bizarre. Um, yes, I'm threatening her. So, hey, Megan, <laughs> you better watch your back, Megan. Uh, I was looking. At, uh, Marissa was Marissa was looking at some of the curriculum for phys ed uh, this year, and some interesting classes that I did not know uh, were available out there in the world of, of phys ed. But there's lifting, spin, yoga, wow. dance, all that oh, stuff. That's right? Cool. Yeah, we are. So fortunate. We have awesome facilities here, and we have an actual spin room, like exercise bikes that the kids are able to utilize, and not many schools can say they have that opportunity. You know, when you were talking about how I have um, the lifestyle class, that's a newer movement that um, one of my coworkers, Mr. Jones, he... um, you know, advocated for these kids to have a class that wasn't your typical team sports. And, you know, they moved away from, you know, the things that maybe kids, they didn't want to run the mile and all this stuff, you know, the, the old school complaints about phys ed. And now with lifestyles, they're able to utilize all of those facilities. They create lifelong goals for themselves, the yeah. skills that they take with them, you know, down the road just more than high school. And they kind of take ownership of, you know. That's one That's one they thing. They, that's one thing they never did in in, in school. You know, so you'd go, and, and so like the teams had, you know, the the the, uh, the universals and the weight training equipment, and I'd, I'd go use that stuff. But they never in actual gym, or there was right. never an approach to teach you how to start the process of exercising for your life, mm-hmm. for your for your just general health outside of school and beyond. That's great. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, it's such a great program, and we have more kids that want to sign up for that class, and it's just expanding. It's awesome. Excellent. So. Well, listen, we just have a uh, a little gift package for you from the uh, the kids that voted for you. We're going to set you up with, uh, first of all, the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, which we think is the yes. prize. Uh, we're also going to give you a pair of MMRBQ tickets. You'll sit in the coolest teacher section with other cool teachers, and we'll give you a coolest teacher T-shirt to wear to the show and a $25 gift card to Acme Market. So, a little... How awesome. Excellent. Thank well, you so much. And you know I have to thank my fellow teachers. I do not believe I'm the coolest. I have an awesome <laughs> staff that I work alongside 
Thank you to the administration. I know you're saying she has to say that. So it's easy to say when I truly believe it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good for you. Yeah, thanks for doing great work. We appreciate it, Megan. Have a great summer. We'll see you at the MMRBQ, all right? Yes, I'll be there. Go Vikings! All right, hey! Megan Liberty. all right, thank you so much. And that means we have another teacher or school to vote for a teacher. Uh, which is St. Mark's High School in Wilmington, Delaware. So if you go to school there, just text the word teacher to 39333. Set you up with the voting link. Let them know in the front office. Make an announcement. Let the school know because you only get 24 hours to do it until 6 a.m. is Push when it wraps up. Yep. Uh, can I just play something I found for you? Steve, I went into the other studio to find there was a... You were talking about mantras, and Cousin yeah. Larry Apleton uh, was a mantra that I remember from the show. So I went to go try and find it, right. and I couldn't find – there's a, there's a point where he goes, Cousin Larry Apleton, and I couldn't find that clip. But I did find this clip, which I find to be amazing. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right. Man, I'd really like to know his name. What's his name, man? Cousin Larry Appleton. His name is Cousin Larry Appleton. Somebody already did it. Somebody already did it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like Laverne and Shirley One Hundred and One. But just you wait. I'm not the only just idiot out there. Just you wait. Cousin Larry Appleton. His name is Cousin Larry Appleton. The GIFM family fun starts at eight. Starts at eight. Who did this? I don't know. All right. I don't know. We are no. getting a lot more mileage out of this than I ever <laughs> thought. Do I come out with oh, my God. I just love that Casey took time out of the workday to go and track yeah. that down and find that. To, to, to play it for us. And then mm-hmm. here we go. Another song. We found that there is an actual. Another. I'm thinking it's Drake. It sounds like Drake. You think it's it's Drake? probably yeah, Drake. All right. Yeah, he's a hell of a talent. So. <laughs> Big perfect strangers. Uh, this is from a guy named Boggs and Lobos. <laughs> All right. And they have 23 subscribers on YouTube. Oh. So. 188 views on that. That's uh, great, so man. The, so they have watched it several, you know, over 100 times themselves. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that was there that was is. lovely. Thank you. You're all good. Um, I noticed a couple of things <laughs> yeah. I'd like to share with you this morning. The and, yeah. back with things he's noticed. He never stops noticing. Uh, Across an empty field, down an empty alleyway. A lot of empty stuff. Very empty. So... Uh, Kathy, I'm curious what you think about this. Uh, apparently, some drivers are now creating mini gardens inside of their cars. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and, no, for real. And oh, I forgot what the... the I saw a, a, a little cheeky name for this thing. Stupid. I, I forgot what it was labeled as, but... Wait, is it... Oh, here it is, Preston. Uh, hold on. Cardening. Cardening. That was it. Thank you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Where, now, where do you do? You put it in the cup holder, or where? Some do you put drivers it? are. Yes, you can do that. Some are using their dashboards filled with dirt. That's oh, that's dear. illegal to put stuff on your dash like that, isn't it? While others are using cup holders, and most mm. people plant succulents in these makeshift planting areas. Yes, oh of course. Some people <laughs> because they're going to with, withstand the um, heat. Yes, that's right. They don't need all the moisture. Uh, some people point out that it's not the safest plan when one riding imagine getting in an accident. The first thing you see is a cactus coming right at your head <laughs> yeah, instead of an airbag. Exactly. Uh, I've seen people put them in like hatchbacks in the rear so that sunlight is coming through the rear window. <laughs> so they can withstand. So you're you're in like the, the super heat of a day that's like 95, 96, you know, with no flow of air. That. Uh, your your average succulent could withstand that? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, right. they're they're, they're desert, desert plants. Yeah, right. they so. like heat and almost no water. Yeah. So, well, what happens? 
Like what we're looking at here, it, it looks insanely stupid. <laughs> it's loose dirt and a bunch of plants on the dashboard. Yeah, this is you stop short, and all of the little uh-huh. decorative rocks are going to go <laughs> flying onto yeah. your lap. But what about a koi pond in the passenger I, seat? Now that I would do. It would depend on what you have because we do have a Jeep, and the Jeep has a little like divot, little yeah, little yeah. tray of sorts you could at put the it top. In there. You could probably get put away succulents with that. here. Um, yeah. This is stupid, but I'll tell you what I do love is when people take like old vintage cars or trucks, like pickup trucks, and, and turn them into plant, like large planters. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I've seen that. Into a large planter, that's cool looking. Yeah, those. Are uh, you going to do one like a hollowed out red pickup truck on your front lawn? I'm going to get my dad's El Camino and probably <laughs> do it in that. Did your dad have an El Camino? He did. Oh, oh he yeah. did. Yeah. 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 Wow. For like nailed Janis Joplin. Way in it. too long. Like, and I remember it. Did he take care of it? Was it, you know, as they say, cherry? It was in really great shape, looked really cool, because they're, uh, they're, they're pretty badass vehicles. They got a big engine in them, but... He had a Cobra that he built. That was his, ah. like, pristine... He took... There, there was not one, like, speck of dust on that. Wow. Uh, and it only came out of the garage, you know, to be driven around the block right. one time. Okay. Uh, but the El Camino wasn't like that. All right. Cardening. Cardening. It's a thing, Cardening. apparently. All right. Uh, I noticed that... Uh, I should notice something else. I noticed that Steve sent me this. Uh, it is a new ad by Gillette Venus. Yeah. Which features a singing, dancing, curly strand of pubic hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. That what? is encouraging women to take pride in their pubes, whether shaved or not. It's uh, supposedly taking the stigma out of pubic hair, Kathy. Right. So uh, it shows the the, the pubic hair perched on a bathtub uh, soap dish, belting out the woes of life as the body's most maligned cuticle. So there's a song that goes along yes. with it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, very, yeah. Uh, it's, it's uh, very much like the cousin Larry Appleton song. <laughs> we have the jingle. Uh, here we go. Hi, I'm a pubic hair. Yeah, I'm just a pube, and it's not fair. All I ever wished to be was just another hair. But when they got one look at me, the ruling from society was ill, not you. Oh, what's a curl to do? If- what's a curl to do? It seems like all the ads are showing perfect skin and shiny hair. But what about this other world inside your underwear? Can't you see your knee? You really can't see pubic. No need to be a shit. It's even kind of therapeutic. That's a brilliant idea. It's well done. That's Hilarious. excellent. It's that. it's done in uh, you know Broadway fashion. What about lasering your butt? Oh. And uh, they're trying to take the stigma out of saying pubic hair, right. or even saying that down there hair. Remember, we used to have a, yeah. we were in a commercial down for for the removal of it. You couldn't even mm-hmm. say that. You'd have to say down there. Hair. It was Cintra. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Department, yeah. she works you here know, now. Down there hair. <laughs> <laughs> Does she know that that was? Oh, oh we, yeah. We've been saying it for oh, years. Oh, yeah. Down there, her. Down there. Maddie, stinky, sweaty, har. Uh, <laughs> did you have down there? Uh, it is a, by the way, this is a contradictory turn for an industry that uh, for the past century has urged women to remove or obscure, obscure yeah. all hair that wasn't sitting uh, neatly atop their head. Uh, so this is this is actually saying 
you can you're okay with your pubic hair, even though it's a razor company. You don't have to shave it all I off. W- I wonder if uh, during the pandemic, as, as certain. Uh, hairstyles became a little bit more lax and, and beards grew in and mustaches grew in. Was there a return to uh, if you weren't needing to quaff as much because you're maybe not, not as active yeah. in the dating scene, did uh, what? Did, bush? did pubes become more robust? Disco bush. Disco yeah. bush. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Wait, are you asking if it came, like, came uh, back? I'm wondering into... if in general, if, 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 if you don't have the need or you don't feel you're going to be seen, yeah. oh, do, do you think women let that go the way a lot of men... Let oh, their I think there are sure. I think yeah. there are people that do that. I, well, yeah. No, he's just saying because of the pandemic, you got a little lazy about yeah, it. You yeah, didn't yeah, shave. yeah. Of okay. course. And yeah. also, uh, waxing appointments were off the table for a long stretch, too, right. and literally and figuratively. So yeah. they, the women weren't a- actually able to go get waxes like they normally would. I n- you know, I never had a wax down, no? th- down there. Down there? You just survived a laser Pain? gun. Were, were you afraid of uh, the the hair ripping uh, out? You know thing, what? Or? I have my skin is so sensitive that I was afraid it was it would look worse. Right. Like I would rather just shave oh, it. Oh, like leave a rash yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because right. I even when I get my eyebrows waxed, like uh, every person that I've ever gone to after I'm done, they're like. Are you okay? I'm like, yes, it's yeah. just my skin. Shut it's up. Like, it looks like it's so red. I use an electric razor for for uh, trimming down. Yeah. Occasionally, I've shaved in the past down there. But um, I find that the growing back in process is so mother-effing itchy. Itchy. It's I, itchy for about a day. Yeah, day I go longer, so, yeah. at least for me. So I, I try to... Uh, I don't have a regular schedule, but I do. I do groom. Yeah, um, maybe like once a month or something like that, or every couple months. Do you ever go to the barber and just sit ver- uh, upside down in the chair and like Kathy you, did the other day when she showed us her butthole? Maneuver. Wait, no, you know I was going to ask you though. Do you get? Do you guys get ingrown hairs there? Like where your maybe your shorts would down sit when I you're have. working out? I have. So yeah. The the guy was telling me who owns the place that I go to was telling me that a lot of guys will come in and get that lasered. Is this okay. king of pubes? So, but so they don't have to worry about the ingrown hairs. Okay, I could oh. see that. Yeah. All right, well, anyhow, uh, that's a cute little lad. And I that's like that. from uh, Gillette Venus. Uh, notice something else. Uh, this is uh, an interesting story. Uh, 20 buildings in our fair city, our Philadelphia skyline, are dimming their lights this spring after, and you remember this, yes, after birds. thousands of migrating birds died in the largest mass collision in recent history. Remember they were... <laughs> They were picking up birds all over the street, and they were hitting the the buildings. Uh, CNN reported that the voluntary effort will continue until May 30th uh, to help allow for the safe semi-annual migration of some 100 million birds that pass over the city. How many? I mean, they... So... Um, there were loads of buildings where they, they apparently the dead birds were littered on the street below. Mm-hmm. And I remember it seemed to be like all over the city. Yep. Birds can get confused and disoriented by uh, bright city lights if they have to fly at lower altitudes due to fog and rain. Ah. And this was uh, spurred on in part when thousands of bird died last October after hitting buildings in the city. Man, if I was a hey. bird, I'd fly right into that Comcast building. That I mean, that, that thing is, when it's lit up, it looks phenomenal. I have a, a question about lit up buildings. Uh, yeah. So I pass by Conshohocken every morning when I drive in. Oh, yeah. And I've noticed some new lights up yeah. on the buildings in Conshohocken. Is that the, the building that's going to get the rooftop bar? Yeah, the, so it, it's the new building um, that's okay. up there. Yeah, yeah I'm and like, I, see... I looked to my left and it was like green, red, and blue. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is that? What's that up there? Oh, yeah. so I guess maybe I'm leaving. So I haven't seen that um, at least from from your vantage well, point, but 
you're going away from it, Cass. So, yeah. uh, so Preston well, I and I pass it. Though. I know, yeah. So Preston and I are driving along the Schuylkill in the same direction. So we see it as we're uh, you know passing by Conshohocken. Yeah. So I where's this rooftop bar? Where's it? It's in Conshohocken. Yeah. It's downtown Conshohocken. And so I drive down the Blue Route south and then take 76. So I see it. From the blue route, and then I see it one second yeah. on 76, too, and I saw all these, and I think it changes colors, Nick. It does, yeah. Yeah, mm. okay. It's really so, pretty. I like yeah. it. Yeah, so it's the new building that's there. They're still um, working in that whole area, but it's right when you come over the bridge. Right. Right in the borough of Conshohocken. Huh. The only thing is, like, listen, and it is going to have a cool rooftop restaurant and all that, but it um, you can't see the view of Fayette Street anymore. So I used to love coming. You could see like on uh, Christmas, you could see all the Christmas lights. And right. Even even just uh, a, a normal day when it wasn't Christmas lights. So from your house, you, you see, can't see it. No, not my house. From oh. from right from Fayette Street or that bridge, you don't get the view of oh, that like bridge. small oh. town, Conshohocken. Yeah. Oh. Damn buildings! I know, Sons but at least they bitch put bastards. I guess they put lights on the building. So the light, okay. the lights look cool. Um, I, I was surprised it adds a little bit of pop in that in that ha! little Conchi. Conchi does have a skyline. Conchi's got a little skyline yeah. there. So uh, I was yeah, curious doing, what that was. They're doing some cool things there. There's new restaurants. They're doing. It's the old ha! fire. It's right behind the the old firehouse. They're going to do something there. They're putting a restaurant. Hey, any plans to allow you to put your car somewhere when you go there? Because you guys, I, you guys always <laughs> complain about it. It's just you did. You don't know about. The parking there. Yeah, so I, I don't want to have to go tried... talk to some elder. No, you, know. you don't have to. You you just tried to park right in front of the restaurant, which sometimes you can't do that. There's a whole parking garage there. Yeah, yeah, that parking garage sucks. Why? Especially if you that. go up to the top you level. You go to the top you gotta and back there's, up out. There's well, no way to, to turn around there's, if there's no spots. And there's you have no to way to this... go. It's not connected to underneath. Exactly. Yes, yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Yes, if you just go underneath. You're fine. Conchaka is better than that. That top one is, I don't, who designed that? I don't know. It, that is the dumbest design. You go up to the top level of the parking a garage, and you're right, Preston, as you pull in, if you go all the way to the end, if you're looking for a spot, there's and there's no none to... there, you've got to back, back you out. you back out. There's no room to, t- to actually turn yeah. around. You have to back out. It's yes. imbecilic. So part of that building that you were looking at is going to be a parking you're garage. You're better than that. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, notice a few other things. Let's go to another subject here. Uh, Lee Evans. Yes. American sprinter uh, who wore a black beret on the medal stand after setting a 400-meter world record at the 1968 Olympics died Wednesday. He was 74 years old. Uh, He had a stroke several days ago. He was in Nigeria and was in a coma. Apparently, he had been working at a sports academy run by his friend and Nigerian soccer star. And I'm going to mess up his name. Segan Odigbami. Uh, Evans had uh, blood clots in his brain, but he <laughs> he had he had set a world record that stood for a long time. Uh, he and a number of other black athletes, including Tommy Smith and John Carlos, considered boycotting the Mexico City Games entirely. Uh, many eventually decided to participate. With Smith and Carlos memorably uh, raising black gloved fists as the Star Spangled Banner played at the 200 meter medal ceremony, uh, Smith and Carlos were kicked out of the Olympics after that. Evans had debated leaving alongside them. Instead, he ran the 400 meters, and it was a good thing he did. He set a world record that stood for 20 years. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Two other Americans, Larry James and Ron Freeman, took silver and bronze, respectively. All three wore berets. Uh, They raised their fists when they received their medals, but they removed their caps and lowered their hands for the anthem. Uh, The International Olympic Committee allowed the three men to remain in the Games and they went on to dominate the 1,600-meter relay alongside Vince Matthews, setting another record that would stand for 24 years as well. I wonder how, so on average, how how long does your your 
your world average record. world record stand in the Olympics. It's Obviously, a good you're dealing with it with a time frame as they they come up every you know four years, but. And there's got to be, it's got to top off at some point. You would it's, imagine. There's got to be a physical, there's got to be a, a limit to what the human body can do. Anybody. It, you know and, what I mean? And, then, and yet you wonder, is there? Like, in other yeah, words, can, <laughs> we just keep pushing can we it. exceed? I yeah. always used to remember reading um, that there was, a, you know, like for the 100 meter dash or whatever, there was OR, which was Olympic record, and then yeah. WR for world record. And so, and, and for some reason, there were, they would distinguish between the two. And I also remember about the 68 Olympics, uh, because Mexico City is at a higher elevation. Yeah. Didn't they change, like, the long jump? They did. Designation? Because somebody went further than normally ever had before. Broke, there were, there were broke all, that record. There were all sorts. I remember you're exactly right, Nick. There were all sorts of special considerations because of the altitude. Right. And so they were actually able to jump farther because the air was thinner, and they set a new world and Olympic record, but then there was an asterisk that was put next to it. Olympic uh, uh, chicken roasting had to be altered. Right, Because yeah. it, Takes longer, right? And at the, a higher the altitude, water boils at a different temperature. Right. You got to take that into consideration. Uh, that's a good question, and I've always assumed the reason there's a difference between Olympic record and world record is that there are other some people not make may not make it to the Olympics, right? Right. Timing wise, yeah. But they're um, but they're still in sanctioned events that uh, may be a uh, the world record. Maybe well, that's a good question. I wonder if they're frowned about it. I mean, they give you four years to get there. Well, I guess the world records would always be uh, uh, better times or distances right. than, than the Olympic records. Not I don't all know. world records are set at the Olympics. That's the distinction. Right. That's right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, so you can win a world record or set a world record outside of the Olympics. Right. Yeah. And then not make it to the Olympics occasionally. Right. right. Uh, so anyhow, Lee Evans, uh, seventy four. You guys set a world record for dumpster swimming. And <laughs> yes. did. I, don't I mean, that I think yet. still stands. It does. I would. Yeah, I would guess that that would be the case. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I'm still noticing. Do you hear it? He just never stops noticing. It's almost reflexive at this point. Watch the master at work. Uh, a Florida physician named Thomas Newman uh, passed away, died of COVID, and uh, he left his family a huge legacy, a collection of sports cards worth some $20 million. Bucks. $20 wow. million dollars of sports cards. Wow. In- including a Babe Ruth card that could set a new world record. Oh, my God. Um, and it was not, uh, it, it was love and not money that drove Newman when he started his collection some 40 years ago, traveling the U.S. to trade and, and, uh, conventions and storing his cards in a safe at his Tampa home. Uh, according to his widow, Nancy, she said he loved his paper babies. He got so much joy out of it. He loved them. <laughs> he died this year in January at 73. Kept the collection of more than a thousand vintage and modern baseball, football, and hockey trading Jeez. cards, mostly private outside his immediate family and friends. Uh, it will be shared with the world, though, at an online auction at California-based Memory Lane from uh, June 21st to July 10th. So they're going to be up for a while. But the jewel in the crown is a 1933 Babe Ruth card, and it's Babe Ruth as a pitcher, hmm. uh, I believe, is the one that, uh, or maybe it's. No, I'm looking at. I, maybe it's I saw a, it's a dancer. Uh, no, he was a singer. Uh, so it's a 1930. 1930- no, she was a dancer. Oh my god! Uh, 1933 Babe Ruth card that auctioneers believe could break the 5.2 million dollar world record price that was set in January for any single sports card. And you see what it says on the back of the card: in under interest hookers. Uh, it is the only mint nine condition Babe Ruth card of its kind. That is known to exist and comes to auction when prices are huge for sports trading cards. They've exploded. 
Uh, the condition of cards, by the way, is ranked on a 1 to 10 scale. So a 9 is about as perfect as you can get. That's amazing. Yeah. How many, uh, how, what What are the Daryl Strawberry cards expected? To <laughs> I I'm not sure what they're going to price those at. But, 84 uh, <laughs> uh, Topps traded rookie for Doc Gooden. Signed. Newman, Newman acquired the Babe Ruth card some 15 to 20 years ago from a dealer at a fraction of its current worth. And he's turned down hundreds of offers to sell it over the years, his son said. Other highlights are 1916 Babe Ruth Sporting News rookie card and a near-perfect 1952 Mickey Mantle rookie card. Wow, that one is expected to sell for about a million dollars. So again, I'm not I'm not tremendously wrapped up in this, but I think uh, I'm fascinated by these collections and how much money they can get. Oh yeah, uh, Newman, who worked as a neurologist, began collecting as a baby uh, as a boy. I'm sorry, but his uh, mom threw out his cards when he left for college. What did you do? He started again in the 1980s, visiting sports uh, collectors conventions around the nation, often with his son. And they, his family said that they would be happy that they are selling it. I sold them. Uh, <laughs> they were collecting dust. Uh, they raised money for butthole treatment. His wife said he would probably love this. He would have. Uh, he wouldn't have asked for it. Huh. He would have. He would have brought attention to himself. Huh. Uh, but I'm sure that he is looking down and is very happy with what he's. What is happening with the collection? We hope that's the case, right? <laughs> what are you doing? He meant that to stay in the family. I don't know. My Why? grandfather always told us he had a Babe Ruth card somewhere in his attic. He passed away in 2000 or 2001. We went through his attic with a fine tooth comb, never found it. But it, hey. growing up, right? <laughs> Look at him, pathetic. I knew this would kill him. <laughs> Ripped the house apart. <laughs> yeah, it's out in one of the trees in the pine barrens. Look for it when you get in your Christmas tree. <laughs> um, oh my God. Nick, what what do uh, have, I've, I think you, the most? What is the what is the greatest holy grail? valued sports collectible item in the world right now. Well, when I was growing up and when I was really into collecting, the 52 Mickey Mantle rookie was... Is that was, it? That was really prized. But now it's... Um, the, the Honus Wagner was always really uh, near the top. Uh, but Preston's mentioned some more recent ones, uh, like the, the Kobe's uh, cards, uh, you know, those select right. cards, and um, some Michael Jordan stuff. Uh, I have a, a rookie uh, Whitey Ford card. Wow. And, and he died a few... Uh, maybe, maybe last year. He died recently. Um, and, and sadly, when anybody, when a, a player passes, it increases the value of their card. Right. So, um, you know, my, my brothers have signed Mickey Mantle baseballs, which are pretty cool. You know, so I, I, what are they worth? I don't know because yeah. the, the values go up and down so much. And, and right now they seem to be going up again. You just gave me the idea for a movie. I was thinking the a, same a thing. movie, a card collector who yeah. goes around killing famous sports <gasps> stars yeah. just so their card value goes up uh-huh. and then Ooh. sells them. And gets away with it. He's a genius. He yeah. knows how to kill these super famous people, but stay. He's making himself wealthier by doing it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. let's produce that movie. Let's, let's that. get on that right now. We can make that a uh, Gary Lauer production. Oh, <laughs> oh God. This has been a Gary Lauer production. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. So sit, Gary. Gross. Sit. Cough, Gary. Cough. <laughs> oh, I hate it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> great. I think we better wrap it up right there. That's all I've noticed. I'm not noticing anymore. The news is done noticing. People notice can I, suck it. You, you notice yourself. Yeah. All right. Uh, we need to take a break and uh, come back with some bizarre file stories I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, don't forget, we have an exclusive with Who's Lou this morning That's on right. the Preston and Steve Show. We're <laughs> 
We're going to talk to Who's Lou in a little while. I'm very curious. Uh, Kathy, we, we have to ask about the first wife, the uh, prison wife. Yeah. Yep. So we'll, we'll, we'll take a break. We'll get to the B-File. Don't forget, today is Tat Thursday. Yes. <laughs> we forgot to do Tat Tuesday on Tuesday, so we're doing Tat Thursday. If yes. you would like to win a Preston and Steve tattoo, text the word tattoo two three nine three three three, and you might win yourself a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. We'll be right back. MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com, and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with drive up and go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kath, would it be too much trouble if you would whip me up a skinny vanilla latte here in this uh, next break? Um, yeah, if you Thank sure. You. Yeah, yeah, let me get on. Kathy, this morning was um, firing up her uh, her espresso oh, yes. machine yes. in the office. Oh, She's like, okay. it's going to get loud here for a moment. <laughs> I'm making an espresso. Like, and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Listen, I got an espresso machine over Christmas. Uh, It was a really good deal. And uh, I brought it in here uh, because I like to drink espresso. Uh And we don't have an espresso machine. I just hadn't seen you ever use that. Here's your coffee, Piston. (laughs) It's Preston. Sorry, I got it wrong. Uh, so that was a surprise. It was yes. wow! So it and smelled I, lovely in the I office. Feel yeah, free to use yeah. it. I have little pods. And Seriously? Stuff. Yeah, of course. I you keep it, it so clean. I'd be terrified of getting it dirty or breaking I'm gonna it. Go, I'm going to go make one. I do keep it clean. Yeah. You're right. See, all right. It's okay. Well, it's, and it, you called me piston. <laughs> well, because you know they always get your name wrong on the cup. Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have a story that ties right into that thing. Really? Wow. In the bizarre file. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. Offers the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. They also have leaf compost, decorative stone pavers, and more. Mulch Works has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for details. All right, we'll start this story out of England. Kind of ties into what you said. <laughs> a police officer could lose his job today after he told a female officer that he stirred her tea with his penis. Oh, my God. No. Wow. Oh, my God. Was he trying to help her out? What? Uh, PC Stephen Green claimed that he was having a bit of a laugh and that he had misjudged his friendship <laughs> that is vic- with his victim, but was found guilty of nine charges in front of a disciplinary panel. Uh, between May and July of last year, he made sexual comments toward the uh, the woman identified only as PS or PCSOA, and licked his lips while gyrating his hips in the canteen. 
Uh, PC Green watched her change. extra flavor today, love. I stirred it with my penis. He also watched her changing in the female locker room and had given her a shoulder massage without her permission. Well, that's all very wrong. Uh, yes. <laughs> a second officer... Uh, described him as having a cocky attitude and behaving as though he owned the place. Okay. Another witness said PC Green told the female officer, I'm I'm a PC, you're a PCSO. These are distinctions in right, rank. Right, right, yes. Uh, he said, I'm a PC, you're a PCSO. If I say bend over a table, you just do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. When asked to clarify the incident in the locker room, another witness said that the, do- the door wasn't even knocked on. It was forcefully opened. I heard PC Green say, are you decent? And uh, a... Uh, she jumped, and um, it made uh, this witness jump as well, and I looked towards the door and saw that it was closing. Uh, the outcome will be decided this week, but he had stirred her tea with his penis. <laughs> I would like um, you to see that, especially if it's scalding hot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That would hurt. It would be fun to watch him get hurt doing that. A mortified Glasgow couple only discovered their hotel windows were not tinted when neighbors (laughs) complained about their lack of modesty. The unsuspecting pair had been enjoying a romantic getaway in the city under the illusion the glass in their room was privacy protected. But they'd actually been given, uh, they'd been giving strangers an eyeful as everyone could see directly into their window. They can't see us outside. I'm holding my hole up to the window. Yeah. uh, One fuming neighbor. Press him was so annoyed by their antics that they called up hotel reception, moaning that their guests needed to cover their modesty. So had they been led to believe that the windows were yes. woke? Oh, there you go. Uh, in a TikTok video, the lass wandered aloud, a word to the wise, a very popular hotel in Glasgow does not have tinted windows. In the short clip believed to be filmed in the Radisson Red, her boyfriend can be heard on the phone apologizing. Questioned by his girlfriend why he was saying sorry, he added, people have said... From the hotel room across the road, you need to cover your modesty. He said the reception staff had told him uh, they don't care what we do. Be warned, uh, the couple, the glass is not privacy protected. So apparently someone had said to them that you can't see. If I go into a hotel room and I'm up at any height or in a city, I I will close the curtains a little bit or or step away from the window. Not me. I do not. Yeah. Not at all. Yep. And in fact, I'm like, I'll... I have no idea who you are. I'll never see you again. Right. Take a look. I don't care. I just do not care. Uh, in argument over reigning Super Bowl winning quarterback Tom Brady landed one man behind bars this weekend in Florida. The incident took place Sunday night in St. Petersburg after 33-year-old Brian Palter had spent the day drinking with his friend. Uh, friends, a police report said the heated argument about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback began on the way back to Palter's home. Apparently, Poulter became enraged. A man hit, and he hit another man multiple times in the face. Mm. Despite visible injuries and a lot of blood in the area, the victim refused to press charges. Police say Poulter later entered his home and became physical with two women and shoved them. Whoa. One of the women slipped and hit her head on the counter, uh, causing a large bruise and a cut. The injured woman refused to cooperate with police as well. But the second woman gave them a statement and Poulter was arrested. He was charged of domestic battery of the incident. But police did not say what exactly the group had been arguing about regarding Tom Brady. But it led to a big brawl. Led to a brawl. Face punching, yeah. Uh, This is pretty wild. I saw the video of this. A dog's unexpected flight from last week has gone viral online after a massive gust of wind managed to send him into the air. A Virginia family was shocked when Duke, their 70-pound Labrador retriever, 
was thrown into the air by a sudden dust devil on Tuesday. And by it thrown in the air, I mean lifted up and spun oh. around. Wow, poor guy. The dog's okay. But the fact that, this, <laughs> that it lifted this 70-pound dog, it's pretty wild to see the video. You can't believe it because you can't. It just it seems like he's flying. Uh, Duke's owner, Brittany, uh, said while she was at work, her children took the family dog outside to play in the neighborhood. She said the weather wasn't initially anything to be concerned over. Uh, but the gusts came through, and they turned to see the dust devil form. Uh, it picked up Duke and put him back down a couple of times Jesus before disappearing. Uh, later that evening, when she came home, uh, Wampler's uh, kids filled her in on the day's startling events, and the siblings all remained steadfast in their description of the events. That the dust devil picked up Duke, spun him around, and threw him over uh, our underground dog fence. Uh, Wampler said she later decided to look into home security at doorbell footage, and she found a neighbor, I believe, who had a camera angle. And, yeah, we can see the angle. Uh, the dog gets saw it, but, lifted yeah, up. Lifted up and spun around in the air. And the dog weighs 70 pounds, so it was pretty wild. <laughs> uh, but he was able to get his paws back on the ground, and he's doing okay. So a kid would have been lifted, no problem. And yeah. then one last story. Here's why you should always check with the local rules before getting an unconventional pet. A couple in Tumwater, Washington, is facing a fine of nearly $10,000 due to a noise complaint about their roosters. Yes, it's their chickens causing the problem, and a rooster specifically. Mike Johnson has two roosters on his two-plus acres of property, but the city has found that since Johnson's home is in a neighborhood zoned for single-family, medium-density dwellings, it's illegal for him to own the birds. They can have chickens, though, correct? Uh, I believe so, but not roosters, yes. All right. Uh, the Johnsons uh, got their first noise complaint in September of 2020, and then in December, the city started finding the family $100 a day after 98 days. I, I, I can I can get this though when they oh start God, going yeah. in the morning. It's you're trying unbelievable. to sleep. Uh, so it's a fine totaling $9,800. Johnson appealed the city's ruling. A decision is expected with the next week. Within the next week, uh, Johnson says his wife has a license for a nursery on the property, and they consider it a commercial farm. And there you go. That is the bizarre file. Uh, we have, it's it's Thursday, but we're doing Tap Thursday instead of Tap Tuesday. <laughs> we screwed up. We forgot to do it on Tuesday. So, text the word tattoo to 39333, and you might win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo from Floating World and Piercing Tattoo uh, on South Street in Philadelphia. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey guys, this is Sarah Seidman from the JCC Camps at Medford in southern New Jersey. There is nothing like a summer at camp, and we want you to join our camp staff family. Apply online today at jccampsatmedford.org for the best summer job ever. Next message. Hurricanes, wildfires, pandemics, riots, and hackers. Not only a list of 2020's greatest hits, but threats that can disrupt your business at any time. Be prepared with a business continuity program from Tempest Risk Management in Wilmington, Delaware. We can help protect your livelihood and assets and keep your business running when the next disaster strikes. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or at TempestRisk.com. That's Tempest Risk Management. Mm, privilege. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.
Uh, from time to time over the years, we get uh, regular uh, contributors to the President Steve Show, listeners that call in and yeah. kind of take on a little life of their own. Gary Lauer would be one of them. <laughs> He's certainly one uh, that has transcended time. Who else? Um, oh, Dr. Mike. Obviously. Dr. Well, Mike. Yeah. Ra. Uh, Ra. And uh, I'm thinking of... Um, um, Jimmy in the stairwell? No, no. <laughs> Jimmy in the stairwell is good. Yeah. No, uh, one of our favorites, uh, real South Philly uh, voice... Oh. Oh, uh, Flo. Flo. Flossy. God, yeah, I couldn't think of Flossy for some reason. Um, so <laughs> Nick was contacted by one of these uh, regular personalities who wanted to share a story with us. And so all I know is it involved guns. That's all I know. <laughs> so uh, we are here to answer the question. Oh, That's right. Please welcome Lou. Yeah. Hey, Lou. Good morning. Good morning, Castle. Preston and Steve. Hi. Uh, Casey, you too. Hey. Hey, and, and you know what? As I, was, as I was rattling through those names of, of callers, I think we only got a call from him one time, but that guy, Mo. Mo oh, was yeah. good, too. We need to hear yeah. from Mo again He was sometime. a little scary, right? Yeah, he was kind of scary, scary, but yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah, so another time. Listen, being uh, being uh, scary is no reason not to call in. We want to hear from you. Absolutely. Okay, so anyway, Lou, first of all, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're we're doing wonderful. So, what motivated you to get in touch with uh, with Nick and uh, see about coming on the show today? Well, I just wanted to. I have millions of stories. I've been around the country <laughs> since I my my whole twenties was spent traveling and experiencing life. Yeah, you told and us about I, stories I, of living in Hawaii and all kinds right. of. It. And yeah. there was also there was some sort of peripheral thing with I guess you were a driver for people who might have been connected, as they say, and we don't know the specifics. Um, but I, you know, and then there's the story, obviously, of the uh, of the the uh, your ex wife who is in jail, and and all sorts of stuff. You're a colorful character. You're really uh, like a, a a good guy who can tell a story well. So, but did this did this one story that you wanted to relay this this is what moved you to call Nick and arrange an actual interview. Well, yeah, it's, uh, because uh, the other day Casey said Eugene, yeah. and then it reminded me of when. Now, if you go back, if you go to Rhode Island now and you go to my neighborhood, Louis shot Eugene is a a story for the ages. Louis and, Louis shot Eugene. Yes, is a story. Okay, right. Right. Oh, Louis yeah. shot Eugene. So okay. you know that's that's not a person's name. So some guy named Louis shot, shot. a guy named Eugene. Okay. All right. So, so just for context, uh, w- how old are you at this time when, when this story begins? I'm 15 years old. Okay. okay. And so, at this time, uh, were you? What were you doing? How were you? How were you getting by? As far as what work? Or yeah, what work. Back what back were you doing? You're you were 15. Well, yeah. I was working for my father at at the bakery. Okay. Uh, All right. Hey. All right. So, so what happened? Yeah. Let's hear about Louis shot Eugene. Uh, right. So one day, uh, me and my friend Mike and Eugene went out into the woods shooting our guns. You know, I had a twenty-two Winchester, Eugene had a four ten, and Mike had a shotgun. So we were, you know, just going around shooting, shooting doors off refrigerators. We were in the woods just having fun. And we were about 40 yards away from Eugene. And if you have a uh, a Winchester, it's a lever-action gun. So right. I, and needless to say, I did have hollow-point bullets in it. So... I, of course. Needless to needless say. Needless to say. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's <laughs> needless to say. You have hollow point yeah. bullets, but go ahead. Yes, sir. So 
Um, every time you shoot and then you crank it by, I wasn't, it was like an unconscious thing that I set another bullet in the chamber. Right. So I reached, I pulled my gun up. I was like, Eugene, now he had a vest on that had a bunch of shotgun shells in it. So I was like, Eugene, I said, let me, let me shoot one of them shotgun shells off. And I shot. And next thing you know, cause I heard, and he grabs his leg, Louie, you after you shot me. <laughs> oh my God. And wait, 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 I, wait, 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 back up a second, ahead. Lou. So yes. the guy's got the shells. He's wearing them. He had them on on a vest. Is that what you said? Yes, on, and, on a vest. And right. you wanted to shoot one of those shells while it was still on his vest. Yeah, and but he... I didn't realize I had clicked the gun. I thought it was just going to play. So when oh, I oh, so you were playing? Realize, okay, all okay. right, I got you. All right, I thought your friend yeah. was was going along with this willingly, and you were going to oh, do. No. Okay, oh so. no, we were, he was standing next to Mike, kind of okay. looking for birds. Or, yeah, you know, we were out shooting in the woods. Yeah. So, he says that. So, I drop the gun. I go running up to him. Oh Mike grabs all the guns, and he puts them in the woods. And I said, Mike, you can't do that. It's going to look like something's nefarious. Right. So, we try to get you. Now, all of a sudden, I see his jeans start turning black because the blood <gasps> stopped to fill. So, yeah. you, sh- have- you, you, sh- you had shot him in the leg. even though. So, you were joking. You just moved the gun. Well, and you said you're going to shoot him in the chest and sh- shoot off one of the shells, not realizing it that it was loaded. It hit. It hit one of the shells. And then it aimed, it bounced, and went down. And oh it went in right below his groin in the top of his thigh. Wow. Dude, I mean, oh you God. could have shot him straight through and killed him through the chest. If you, it, it just, it, oh, you, yeah. were, you were lucky. If it didn't hit the shell. Yeah. If it didn't yeah. hit the shell, right. The shell made it, because it was a twenty two, but it still was a hollow point. Right. So it mushroomed, and the hole was the size of a quarter. Oh, now, my God. Now, let me, let me, let me continue. What happened... <laughs> Mike and I are trying. We got him between us, and we're going to try to walk him out of there. But he starts to faint. Now, I'm covered in blood. And I said to Mike, I said, look, the state trooper barracks is about half a mile away. Let me run. I ran to the state trooper barracks. I go through the front door, and I'm yelling, my friend got shot. My friend, and and they asked me where I got shot because I was covered in blood. And I said, he can't even walk. Never mind where I. So I all jump in the car with them, and we go back. Well, luckily, there was a brother from LaSalle Academy happened to be walking his dogs through the woods. And he came over and he stuck his two thumbs inside to stop oh the bleeding because it, it did nick <laughs> the, uh, that, that artery. The femoral artery. Oh right. My oh, my yeah. God. That'll, that'll kill you. What the hell? Oh, yeah. So we get back there and they, uh, they call the ambulance. The state police take me and Mike, and they, they confiscate our guns. And they take me and Mike, and we go to the state state police barracks. Now, I'm 15, and so and Mike is 16. So uh, I call my house, and I said, uh, and my mother answers. And I said, my, uh, put that on the phone. Well, she, stayed, she stayed on the other line. And I said, uh, hey, Dad, uh, yeah, I shot Eugene. And my mother went, ah, I just heard this voice. Well, he comes up, and of course, you know, they're only going to, um, he's in a hospital, and they're going to charge me with this, uh, disarming a firearm within city limits. Right. And, but they did send a psychologist to my house <laughs> to see if, you know, uh, if this was something I did on purpose. Right. Now, we did go to the hospital, my father and I, and, um, his father was there, and my father, you know, they look at each other, and my father's like, yeah, you know, kids, uh, what are we going to do? I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> So, into the story. Now Eugene gets gets out um, out of the hospital. Um, he had he has the surgeries. He, he gets out, and uh, we actually went skiing up in New Hampshire that 
year, and he had this big uh, plastic cup where the hole was uh, draining it, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's fun. here's a funny oh, story. A couple of years God. ago, I met up with Eugene uh, playing golf because he wound up being a championship golfer in Rhode Island. He oh won the state amateurs. Wow. Um, you know, he, he was a great golfer. So I hooked up with him because he could never beat me when we were kids. Yeah. And I, I see his father. So I said, oh, Gene, how you doing? And I ran down there. I gave him a hug. And he whispered in my ear, why weren't you a better shot? <laughs> <laughs> so what? So he, get, wow. he gets out of the hospital. You shot him. You could have killed him. But you guys yeah. remained friends. Yeah. And, and did you, did, were there any charges that stuck? Or was there anything? Because you, you said you, they, they charged you with discharging a firearm within city limits. Yeah, and that was it. I was a minor, so nothing <laughs> happened. So right. Not kind of all right, well, oh th- they didn't send you to juvie or anything like that. No, no, Dude, no. you shot somebody. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. it was an accident. He was playing I around. Know, I mean, it was, but... it was careless. Yes. You, you can't do that. You are so guns. lucky. Yeah. You but are you were so a kid. Lucky. You were also 15, and, and uh, wow. Well, uh-huh. I, I've got, we've got to ask now, because we have you on the phone, and we've been talking about asking, what's the story with the with the wife in jail, the, 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 the first, your first wife? Your first wife. How okay. did that end up happening? Okay. Now, my, now my let me hold on before before you tell the story, Lou. The reason we're curious about this is we had Lou on one time. He was telling us this this story, not unlike the shot you right. know, Louis shot Eugene thing. And he goes, "Yeah, and my wife was in jail at the time," which is a story for another time. <laughs> we, we were like, what? We're like, All right, <laughs> all right. Well, we're coming Kay, back. I for it. Casey said, "Put a pin in that. Yeah. We'll come back." Yeah. And so the pin is out now, Lou. Now. What happened? Okay, so she was involved in one of my first stories when I bus took a bus trip to Hawaii. She was the girl that when I got to Wyoming, she was so sick, she went in the hospital, and I had to leave her there because uh, she well, we had no money, and I, I couldn't sleep in Wyoming. So her father sent for her, and she went home, and eventually she made it back to California. So, so, so just to put in context, you were, you were basically... You were getting out of Dodge, as they say. You're going to Hawaii because yeah, people yeah. were looking for you, correct? Well, yeah, yeah. We were at the time. My my first wife was what they call a booster. She was a professional shoplifter. Okay. Oh. Oh. And yeah, and that's what she actually uh, eventually went. You know, went went to prison for. We went out to California just to straight and you know clean clean up. Straight now, right? Trying to change geography and everything would go well, except that when we got out, when we first got out there, and she wound up messing around with uh, a couple friends of mine in San Jose. And when she went home for Christmas, that's when I took off to Hawaii. And when she called and I wasn't there, she was she stayed in Rhode Island. And <laughs> so we did wind up meeting again in Hawaii, then back in California. We wound up getting married in '89, and she was doing well. Okay, no more of nefarious things she was going to school to be a um to be a nurse one night after work she was an alcoholic growing up so you know that never escaped her coming back from school one night she goes to the bar meets up with a few friends of of ours comes back one way down a one-way street she gets in an accident Hmm. in california with the kind of accident she got in and the girl got hurt she did nine months in prison out there in california nine months it it was like a three strikes thing no, first time. First time. So she was going the wrong wrong way and on a one way, and she one did way. she hit another vehicle. Yes, and she okay. put a woman in the hospital. Okay, oh, so okay. okay. They call it a felony DUI. Well, that was it because she now she lost. She she lost. Oh, she had a two point six. Ooh. Oh no, Jesus, that's pretty lit. Or oh two six. Yeah, yeah. Her alcohol level was up there. Yeah. So that was that was it 
for her. When she got out of prison, she met a bunch of people. She went right back into the drug scene. And that wasn't my thing. And we would argue about her wanting to do coke. And I just, and I said, look, that's not me. So eventually, well, I, I come home one day because I... You know, I the argument you have yeah, is not, yeah. Honey, My no wife and I are constantly... I'll go home and I'm all, suddenly all my heroin's missing. No, but go yeah, ahead, Lou. It just, just always was And we used to fight about that because that's okay. I never liked it. I, yeah. I was never one of those things. Not so, your thing. I was going to a car auction one day and I forgot a title at the house. So I went, I went to the house and she's sitting there with the lot boy smoking cocaine. And I'm thinking, oh my, this is... I got pissed. I left. When I came back, my door was kicked off the hinges. And I'm looking like, what happened here? Yeah. Then I seen flash tubes on the counter. And I'm like, cops? Because her pocketbook was still on the floor. What happened was she had gotten an argument with a girl months before. The girl seen her through our, my window in the apartment and called the cops on her. Now, I said, I'm not letting you out. I'm not bailing you out. But my boss did. Well, we were fighting. She went back. Come to find out, she was she got credit cards in my name and put me in a hole for about twenty five thousand dollars. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Yes, sir. So she moves back to Rhode Island, and that's it. She her life was never straight. She started shoplifting again, oh. and I'm talking stealing anywhere between two to five thousand dollars a day Jesus. in merchandise, and then going to fences. That was her thing, and that she was always she was I she, I, gotta, I gotta say it she was good at it. She could go get a, a full-length mink coat and walk out with it. Right? Oh so good at it. it's wild, though. So, so, and then, so the, when you talked about the time she was in prison, it was it was for, as you say, boosting. It was for shoplifting. Right. All right. Right. The, like, the first time that she was in prison was for the um, for the DUI. And then the right. second so, time was for the shoplifting. Right. And, well, the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth. And <laughs> oh, the my fifth. God. He, when she went back to Rhode Island and then we wound up getting divorced, and that's a that's another story because we were split up for a long time. Well, when, look, I went to marry, look, when I went to marry my current wife, go ahead. Yeah. Now, I was just going to ask you, Lou, and, and you can not answer this, or it's, I, I don't mean to be personal. Have you yourself ever been um, uh, behind bars for anything? Uh, just for um, uh, awaiting trial. Awaiting uh, trial. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. okay. I mean, we, it was listen, like for like four you, months. You can wave off any question. It's just you're you're a colorful guy, and you you have this sort of um this this stuff that's fascinating. Uh, and 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 the, what was the trial for, if I may ask? Uh, and you don't so have to answer if you don't you want to. You can answer like how my friend does with her kids. You can say, I'll tell you that uh, at another I'll time. I'll tell you at another time. You're not, we're not, this isn't age appropriate. <laughs> He's going to tell us at another you time. Said you, you were behind bars for four months? Four months, yeah. Awaiting wow. trial. Wow. Yeah, just awaiting. Yeah, I guess, to be honest with you, my father had a hand in that. He felt that if I was off the street, him and my mother could sleep better. Ah. My father oh, had a lot of yeah. connections. So, so, so you, you, you were, you were, you were a, a trouble. You're a handful, and he figured that might set you straight. Yeah. So one day I was kind of aloof. I was a lo- He was looking for me. He staked out at my girlfriend's house, which was my first wife. He seen me drive by, and and we instilled into a police chase. He well, he cha- he started chasing me. <laughs> Then he points at a cop, and the cop stops, starts, and there I'm on a police chase going through North Providence and into Smithfield. I hop on a highway. I'm in a Volkswagen with no brakes, mind you. Oh, my God. Okay? I'm using the emergency brake to stop. I pull over, <laughs> and I try to run, and I go belly up over a fence, and the cops are there. So then my father's like, I got him, I got him. Well, there was already two townships chasing me, and they're like, yes, sorry, it's not going to work that way. Wow. And uh, so... And then, they, you, okay, she, 
They put you in. You, you, the police. No, you're, so you're in jail. You're, you're awaiting trial for that. That's what caused that. Did you Did you and your dad ever patch things up? Oh, of course. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, the, yes. Uh, long stories <laughs> going, because he was with me in Hawaii. Yeah, I sent, uh, I actually sent Nick a picture just for to use as a reference, because <laughs> my father was this, more of a colorful character than I was. He was he was called Louis Ding. He was a boxer. Louis he was Ding. Street, street tough. Let me just tell you guys, I, I feel like we're talking to my dad. I know. I know. Do, do you know this, Lou? Do you know father. that Kathy says that he, she believes that you and her father probably yeah. cross paths at some time? Do you hear? Do you... I, I think so, Kathy. I, Kathy, every time you talk about that, I think we live to definitely a mirrored life. Yeah, well, when you were, when you called in and you told us about your driving story, um, some of the people you mentioned, my dad called and he said that guy Lou you had on. He goes, I know those people he was talking about. Are you? Are where are you from, Lou? Rhode Island. Okay, oh, so Rhode from Rhode Island, and, okay. and and so you and you were driving for people who were, as they say, connected, right? Yeah, my father, my grandfather was a connected guy. They weren't made guys, but they, my grandfather was in the state house in Rhode Island. Uh, my father was. They used to be, they used to have gambling halls. In the, my father had a pool hall. Even though he had the bakery, they also did, you know, my father owned racehorses. Grandfather had racehorses. We were always in that. So, so, you know, so, Lou, outside of that, with, with the driving and stuff like that, no, so you had, listen, this is the way you were raised, and you had this sort of exposure, and, and, and the, the, the life seduced you a little bit. Were, were you, were you, you, you were in it a little bit, or, or, you know, how deep were you in? To this kind of uh, life, to a to a made well, life, I was collecting. I was collecting for a bookie. A, a, a bookie uh, was a good friend of. Uh, he used to play golf at the same golf course. I see. And he grew up with my father. And him and I grew up, even though he was my father's age or a little younger. He was an ex-province cop that got in an accident. He was a motorcycle cop who got in an accident, and then he got retired, and that's he became a bookie. So then I started. Uh, <laughs> Just just, collecting bets for. Yeah. You know, I mean, and honestly, I, I have to say I'm fascinated by this because to me it, it, it's, it's, it's like the, listen, it's not at the level of like the Irishman or something like that, but this is, there are many people who have had similar stories. So, so you're living this life. When you say you were collecting, you know, did, did it ever have to get very aggressive or was it just, um, you know, were you just kind of like, uh, like the way Rocky used to collect in the, in the movie? Well, it, I'll, I'll answer that. I went into uh, this one place. It was uh, Duplex Cleaners. And I went in there to, so I could collect from the same guy I collect from or I pay him every week. One day he says to me, I'm not going to pay. What are you going to do about it? And I said, me? <laughs> Nothing. But there'll be somebody back here. <laughs> and his, his face turned white. Because me? Nah, I'm just here to collect money. Yeah, There's right. other guys that'll come behind me. Yeah. And were, were those other guys? Were those other guys? I mean, were these the kind of guys that would show up and would would break would break bones? Oh, of course. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. no. The, one of the guys um, that I I used to hang with back then, his nickname was Rip. Rest in peace, Bobby Rip Ryan. Rest in peace, Bobby Ryan. Rip Ryan. When your nickname is oh. Rest in Peace, yeah. you, you, there are not many accountants with that moniker. <laughs> no, yeah. Sure. yeah, so so it, it's funny though because you, here you are, uh, you know, and I guess for lack of a better term, on the on the, the straight and narrow, and you've been so for yeah. for a while, and, and so. But but I mean, yeah. do, is is there any part of that life that you look back on? You know, obviously there was some bad stuff that happened, but is there any part that you look back on with sort of nostalgia? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I, I live in Pennsylvania now, from Rhode Island, and I, you know, being away, being a fish out of water kind of thing, and I've been a fish out of water since I first left when I was 23. Um, I learned to adapt, though. I came to Pennsylvania with nothing and lived in a motel. Right. And, and now I got a great job, been here 26 years, and I got a house on the shore. There you so, go. I came a long way. I came here, you know, living in a motel. Hey, but, Lou, um, I'm sorry to interrupt. I've, I've got a question here from a texter. It says, ask Lou if Buddy Chianci uh, was his dad's Buddy Chianci. Yeah. Buddy, he wasn't my dad, but I know Buddy. No, he Buddy said, if he said if, it, if he was your dad's pal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Buddy was a friend of my father. Sure. Okay. Buddy Chianci was the, they called him the mafia mayor. He was the mayor of Providence. He actually got arrested for putting a cigarette out, a cigar out in a man's face. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, wait, Lou, real quick. The, the first time we ever had you on, was is it because of Buddy? Did we tell a Buddy Cianci story and you called in or you texted in? I'm not sure, no. I think, I think we've I talked about this guy in the I, There's past. something like that I rings, rings true. Because yeah, we were talking about the Providence Mafia, and, uh, and we didn't realize that the Providence Mafia was a thing. It sounds like, you know, Providence, Rhode Island, this benign oh, town. No, that's it. Yeah. yeah he, and you called, that's exactly it. You called up and said, no, it was a real thing, and it was sort of like a, uh, like from Providence down to here, down to, um, you know, down through, through, uh, through New York, and down to here, that oh, there was yeah. kind of a line. Was there ever a point, Lou, at which you thought, okay, today's the day I'm going to die? Uh, well, I do have uh, some stories about that kind of things where I did, there were points in my travels that my hair stood in the back of my neck and I knew I had to get out of here. Okay. Give give us, give us, give us one, give us one where you thought the the most profound memory that you have with the hair standing up on the back of the neck and I'm not sure I'm getting out of here. I was with my buddy, uh, my friend, Jerry, and, um, his father had just got out of prison for, he, he murdered, um, he was in a, a Brinks job in 68, and he got out in like 81. So he, uh, his father come up to me and goes, well, we get in the car, we're going to take a ride. Okay, I get in the car, I'm not thinking anything of it. He pulls out a 38 and he's loading it. And he's like, drive, turn, turn here, turn over there. Oh, man. Like, over here, stop here. And he's loading this 38, and I'm looking at him, go, and I know he's already killed somebody, and he did wind up going to jail for killing all his dealers back in 84. And him and his son, and his son's still in prison from 1984. And um, <laughs> oh at that point, I thought, this is not going to turn out well. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> at that point. Nothing good can come from hey, what I'm seeing. So, here, so right? did, no. did you, were you able to talk your way out of it, or how did that end? Oh, well, he didn't find the guy he was looking for. Okay, so we that... We went that... to a few stops, and then we, went, we just went back to, to his club, and, and that was it. And I thought... Thank God. Lou, yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah. we've actually had some some guys from, like, the Philly mob in here over the years and, and uh, you know, who have who've since, you know, work with the police and, 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 and you know, and, and, and try to uh, make amends for what they've done. I wanted to ask you, over the course of time that you've seen, obviously you've seen mob movies and so on and so forth. I don't know if you saw The Irishman. What is there yeah. one movie in particular that stands out that has, at least from what you experienced, um, that rings really true, that seems very accurate? The Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, I grew a... up like him. I grew up like that character in The Bronx Tale. Because uh, my, father, yeah. my father was not a bus driver. He was, like, in sitting with the guys, you know? But mm-hmm. that's exactly, basically how I grew up is right there. Hanging yeah. out in the clubs, 
Yeah, so you, you, you were seeing what's going on in the neighborhood. You yeah. were brought up around this. It was kind of glamorous to you. and uh, Right. Yeah. We didn't know anything else. Yeah. And all us kids knew knew where all the gangsters. And we used to sit around like in that movie and go, that guy's in charge of that crew. And that guy's a hitman for that. And then we used to go back and forth who knew more about what 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 faction of the patriarchal family, you know? Well, that, that's it. I mean, listen, and that's part of the deal. It's what fascinates us, because that's that's all you know. And in the movie, it's depicted, you know, Palminteri, uh, Charles Palminteri, I don't know if you've ever had the chance to yeah. meet him, but, you know... He, no, I never did. Yeah, but he that's the experiences that, that he recalls and uh, so there, he, you know, that's what you grow up, and you, and it doesn't look like you have any way out, and you get seduced by it, and there you go. So I had a feeling you would say that because what you were describing with your dad inciting the police chase mm-hmm. uh, sounded like you know he's trying to handle you, and you weren't able to be handled at that point. Yeah, I was a little wild growing up. Yeah, um, uh, and you know, having a having a baby calmed me right down when I good. was thirty one, and I got to Pennsylvania. Otherwise, I think. Uh, who knows? You know, yeah, you could have been continued down a bad path. Uh, somebody texted and was asking you never finished a story about how your 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 first wife died. Okay, I want to say, say so. She wound up well, and you know she was back and forth out of prison. She passed away because she um, she had a bad liver problem, and I think uh, the drink. Yeah, yeah. So, through, like, through the years, right, all the drinking. She used to walk around with a bottle of one fifty one in her purse. Oh my god. So, so, yeah, it was the complications with liver. But to to add a little bit to that story, um, when I was marrying my when I was getting married to my now wife, I was still married to this woman, even though I wasn't with her for about, um, say, probably eight or nine years. We were still married because when we were trying to get divorced, we I signed the papers and I went to California. But her lawyer, who she had sex with, wound up getting disbarred for, for for using a client's money and it never it never went through so, so now the lawyers bad everybody so, so, oh, so many bad. If, she, if she doesn't sign off if she doesn't sign off on the divorce you're still married right, right? Still married. and yeah. i find this out later on so i tell my wife now i said i'm still married and her face just drops it's like okay i gotta get divorced well, one day in Rhode Island, my mother's in the supermarket, and she sees my ex-wife coming up, and she says, how's my husband? Well, my wife said, I mean, my mother said, she's sitting there with a dead plant inside a grocery cart, probably shoplifting meats or something, right? <laughs> and my mother, my mother called me and said, that's it. I never want to hear that from that woman again uh, where you're getting legally divorced. Now, I go in there. And they find her in prison. That's where they found her. They they bring her to court. Of course, she says something about that. I owe her five grand. Her parents lend us money. It's all this story. But long story, she comes in and she is chained around the waist and around the ankles. Right. Uh And they say to her, raise your right hand. (laughs) And I look at her and she raises her wrist. Yeah. Because you can't raise your right hand. <laughs> yeah, when you're when it's shackled. When to your waist, yeah. yeah. She's shackled, yeah. Oh, so man. right after that, uh, I think she passed away around 2009-ish, okay. 2009. Yeah, she never did get out. And if she did get out, 
she shoplifted again and went back in again. No, oh, well, there you do. go. That's that's a wasted life, and you you literally and figuratively dodged that bullet, and uh, oh, and, and we're and we're glad you did, man. The wife thing reminds me of uh, Steve Martin in My Blue Heaven, <laughs> where he goes, "Yeah, I got married. What, you're you're Vinny. You're already married. Yeah, but I didn't marry her under my real name." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love God. that movie. It's oh, a great movie. God. Lou, um, yes, wow, hang on a second. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. Hang on a second, Lou. We're going to conference somebody in. <laughs> Hi, Maureen, are you there? Yes, I am. This is Lou's wife, everybody. Hey, this is Lou. Mrs. Lou. Hey, Hi, honey. <laughs> Hi. Um, Maureen is entering the witness protection program. Okay. Uh, if, if he doesn't shut up, you're going to have to Not go into the... disclose anything else. <laughs> I met Maureen. I, Casey and I were riding bikes down to the shore, and we went by Lou's house, and uh, Maureen is a lovely woman. Yeah, you did well, Lou. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, compared to his first wife, thank you for that. Yeah, but she was, Maureen was being, she was rolling her eyes while we were standing there talking to Lou, and we were like, you probably have so many stories. She's like, oh, my God, you have no idea. I you think. No idea. I think, uh, Maureen, uh, it would be safe to say that you are the thing that's kept Lou alive. Well, I like to say rock. that I would like to say I am the rock attached to his kite. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Well, listen, I you, let him fly, yeah. but only so far. Okay, all right. I, I like, like that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Maureen, what do what do you think about? Uh, I mean, you you said he's got all these stories. Is it mainly? Does he have any stories with you, or most of the stories from the past? Oh no, we have stories. We have stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another shot. Right. Yeah, but they, some of them are mine, so. Well, then you, you'll need to call in sometime and, and uh, share some of those with us. How, Lou, how long have you been listening to MMR, by the way? Oh, MMR probably since 20, uh, 2010, I guess. Or... Okay. Oh, really? okay. So recently. Yeah, fairly recent, but that's right. cool. And we're glad you, you listened to us. And, and yeah. uh, I know both uh, Preston and uh, Casey. Uh, Casey was uh, first to... Uh, uh, you know, hang with you, and then I know uh, Preston has as well. But it's it, it, they're, they're, they come back with great stories when they see. We'll you. definitely be hanging out this summer for sure, Lou. Oh, definitely. hey, Louis, Louis, yeah. Louis, tell him about the um, <laughs> the dead frog you gave as a birthday present. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Wow, we found an off-limits story. <laughs> 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 you really want to be tell that story? We're going to have we'll to save that for another yeah, time. Yeah, right? We're yeah, going to yeah, do we'll, that one now. We'll, yeah. we'll do another segment with the you The FBI sometime. called. They ran out of tape. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> All right, Maureen, thanks for calling in. Lou, thanks thanks for sharing the stories, buddy. All right, guys. All right, we'll see Louie, Louie. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Great song. All right, and, and listen, I'm going to go to this other call because he's been on hold for like 25 minutes. When we started the segment, I talked about um, regular callers. I said we have this one guy, Mo, that called yeah. him. I think he only called if, him one time, he right? He did, but I wonder if he ever shot somebody. Uh, no, I don't no, know. No, so ask. Let, let's go to him. Hey, Mo, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Mo, hey, Mo how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I shot a guy in the leg. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is yes. You're Oh, hold on, let me get my dog. Uh, <laughs> okay. I got a German Shepherd. You gonna put and the dog on the phone? <laughs> That's true. He shot a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but check this out, right? Okay. I was oh down Darby Creek. Oh you know where that is? Yeah. 
Oh, okay, Mo. You, you can't right. drop the F-bomb on the air. Oh, okay. Sorry. I shot him in the freaking leg. Okay. <laughs> Yo. Why? Yo, he Why? was running, right? Yeah. And when I shot him, his leg flew up in the air. <laughs> okay, Mo, why did you shoot the running man? Because uh, he tried to shoot at me. Oh, that that oh would probably God. be the part of the story you lead with. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. that he was yeah. running. There's a guy out yeah. exercising. It's like it's like why are you shooting at those Japanese planes? Well, they just attacked Pearl Harbor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no, he shot at me first, so then I shot him. He he missed me. Okay, why did he shoot at you, Mo? Yeah, we were just, yeah. <laughs> just playing around. <laughs> you know the way joggers shoot at each other. We were playing a game <laughs> called Drug Dealer. No, we were shooting at rats. Oh. Shooting at rats by the crick. And then, of course, as a, as a good, sometimes no, rats shoot will escalate. And it skinned my head. Okay. How right. old were you, Mo? Uh, 15. Oh, it's, it's seems like the age was shooting your friends. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, so his leg flew up. That's what freaked you out about this, right? No, the, the cops came. Yeah. <laughs> they, locked, they, they locked me up. How long? Uh, I, know, I was in prison for like four months. Okay. Okay. Is it just me, or does it sound like a a, a geriatric Jackie Bam Bam? A little, bit, a little yeah, bit, a little bit, but uh, but but yeah. nice delivery, still good personality. Yeah. Did did yeah. you go ahead? Look, I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, I. You were shooting yeah, at a rat. Exactly. I'm do you you do know that in the mob and they talk about people who 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 uh, who betray them as rats? So you weren't you're not talking in that term, right? What's that? You're not <laughs> saying like a, a rat when someone when someone gives you up S- to the law, a snitch. No. Okay. That. I was talking about rats and uh, yo, I, I yo, I was a sort of <laughs> yo, yo, I was a sort of a sprinkle fitter. I used to eat it Frank and Edwin Shanks. <laughs> what? Yeah, here's you know, Philadelphia you know. sprinkling. You guys know. I don't. Yeah, hang on a second. I, I, I know all about the mob. Okay. Okay. okay, let me ask you, Mo. Why did you last time we had you on the air? I don't remember why yeah. you called in. Why was that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, yo, I like listening to you guys. I know. Well, thank you. We, we appreciate that. Why you called in and what Are you we a were t- bail bondsman or something like that? About. Yeah, well, I, I, I just got out of jail. Oh, okay. You, Again, oh, that's it. You just got out of jail. And, and what, was, what, what, did you, what did you recently been in jail for? I don't know. I poked a fat cop in the belly. You poked <laughs> a cop in the belly. Mm. You, you're not they supposed to do that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big fans of yeah. poking them. <laughs> I'm surprised. They're usually <laughs> into it. Yo, my, my old lady called the cops for me, right? So the cops show up, and this guy is fat as... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Fat as... Uh, it's okay. Santa. He's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big guy. So I poked him in the belly. I said, how are you going to catch an eight-year-old kid? Oh, my God. And bang, next thing you know... Seemed like fun. a good idea at the time, I guess, homo. Huh, well, you know, when, I'm, when you drink vodka. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you got to switch the gin, Mo. Oh, dear God. Okay. No, but. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not switching the gin, and I'm not going to uh, drink wine either. All right. And, no. And, and, and by the way, rats aren't going to kill themselves. So you got to, yeah. man's got to do what wow. a man's got to do. Mo, that's a trip, yeah. man. Yeah.
All right. Well, we'll have to get we'll have to get some time with you, uh, and then uh, you know, uh, uh, at some point, we'll smoke some good pot. <laughs> we'll smoke it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mo's a little scarier than Lou. Yeah. Mo is definitely scarier than Lou. I think Lou 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 knows what to parse out. But mm. I, I'm thinking this. I'm thinking um, mystery date with oh, Mo. Yeah. You could yeah. Mo. Yeah. He's married. Are oh, you still is? married, Mo? I tell you what, I'll go on a mystery. I'll take my, I'll take my, I'll take the old lady rat hunt. No one will know the difference. Can I, can I take Melissa out? Melissa? Yeah, Melissa probably would be into it. (laughs) You're talking about Marissa? Yeah, she she loves mom guys. Marissa. Yo, Yo. I'll I'll take, yo, I'll take her, yo, I'll wine and dine her. I'll take her to the Grand Floridian. Down in Florida. The Grand Floridian down in Florida. Disney. Disney. Yeah. No, they'll do a vodka and rat her. Wow. Most <laughs> oh, Disney guy. Pacific Hotel in mind already. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. If, if you go around where the dumpsters are, the door's always unlocked. Dear <laughs> Lord. I'll rubber, I'll rubber down in oil. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Dear God. Yeah. Mo, where, Mo, where are you from? I'm from Havertown. Have no town, I call it. Have no town. Okay. Right. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> that really doesn't. Yo, but Yo. you know what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm originally from Philadelphia. Ah. Uh, Philadelphia? Okay. Right. Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, can I ask how old you are, Mo? Yeah, 63. 62. If you, if you had said 28. <laughs> <laughs> 28, but... Uh, well, Yo. listen... Joe, do you know how many times I saw the Rolling Stones? Do do who knows how what? many times? How many times? Twenty eight <laughs> times. You seen the Stones twenty eight yep. times? I seen the Stones twenty eight times. I smoked. I smoked pot with Keith Richards. Mo, you smoked pot with Keith Richards, and what was that like? How did you? How did you? How did you get back there to smoke pot with Keith Richards? No, we were at the, the Lowe's Hotel down there uh, across the street huh. from. Uh, Center City. Mo, you know he was across the street from Center City. <laughs> he was outside. Right across the street from Philadelphia. Yeah, Keith was in a room. Um, <laughs> Mo needs yeah. to hang out with Pierre. In fact, Mo and Pierre need to do a Rolling Stones yeah. podcast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That'll go well. So, you know what? Uh, and I, uh, yeah. I, jog, I jog with Mick Jagger. Yo. Okay. No, Dude. we're chasing him. You don't <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Jogging, do- jogging doesn't involve hanging on the back of a limo. He was running away from you. <laughs> oh, get him away! Ah! Oh, my God. Tell us about jogging with Mick Jagger, Mo. Uh, all right, so Mick yeah. Jagger yeah. Uh, was uh, staying down in a hotel in Philadelphia. Okay. In town, and so he's got this gray hoodie on. And I said, hmm, "What's up with your big lips? <laughs> you got you got big lips." Okay. So he, he, does, he does have big lips. That was he does. Does. He does. Yes, he yes. does. Very yeah, astute yeah, yeah. observation there, uh, yeah. huh? Yo. So yo. let me be about. Okay. Oh, so so how did how did you did you start running alongside him? Were you chasing him through a lobby? <laughs> No, I'm God, okay. You can't say that either, Mo. All right, slow as slow as uh, molasses. Okay, yeah. slow as molasses. You said that to him, and what did he turn slow, and say to you? Slow as, slow as molasses, right? So, <laughs> you know, 
You know what he says to me? Huh. He goes, what are you doing this afternoon? I says, I ain't doing nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you like to go shoot rats? <laughs> it's what I do in England. I miss it. I love to go shoot rats. Stop laughing. No. Guess where we go? Where? Darby Crick. Nope. 1080 Delaware Avenue. Look it up. 1080 Delaware It's got to be a strip club. Is it a strip club, Bone? No, no, it's no. not a club. It's a recording studio. Oh. No. Wait, Sigma? Yes. No. no. Uh, 1080 Delaware Avenue. That might have been uh, Sonic. Mo, uh, are you singing back, uh, background on Gimme Shelter? Yeah. <laughs> the children's place. Let's go shoot some rats. <laughs> it's... No. What? I sang back up with Bon Jovi. No, oh, oh my gosh, Jesus this guy. Christ. All right. Wow. wow. Quit while you're ahead, <laughs> dude. Quit. We, we could have we could have bought the Keith Richards yeah. thing. Definitely not the Mick Jagger thing. You go know me is the edge. Right. Showed up in a red Porsche. Okay. Yeah. By the way, the That's 180 the Delaware Avenue is the children's crisis treatment. <laughs> <laughs> then why were they all singing? <laughs> they were screaming. All right. <laughs> they have a lovely choral group there. <laughs> it's down. It's down the basement. Ah, oh, it's in the basement. Yeah. That, that, that makes right more sense. Right next to the hot water heater. Yeah. Right. Go. Okay. Yo. So, Yo. Right. so Bon Jovi uh, rolls up in a 1990. Red Porsche. Mm-hmm. What and year is this? Nineteen eighty-eight. He says yo, to you, "What are you doing?" Hey, yo, I'm a union speaker fitter. It was nineteen ninety-four. Okay, I'm so you're there, now. and then what does Bon Jovi say to you? <laughs> Wait, what does being a sprinkler bon fitter jo- have to do with knowing the year? What, okay, what are you doing right now? I says, uh, "Well, I got to put the sprinklers in here on the third floor." He <laughs> goes, "Well." Uh, what are you doing for lunch? Bon Jovi says this? Yeah, Bon Jovi said, what are you doing for lunch? As he's wont to do. You, installing sprinklers. What are you doing for lunch? You know what, Steve? I'm going to I'm gonna come down there and smack your ball. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> So, anyway. so Mo, we we got to wrap this up. We've been we've gone too long anyway. Right. But real quick, what song uh, from Bon Jovi can we hear you singing backups on? <laughs> I don't know. Listen to them all. Oh, okay, all right. you don't remember the lyrics. See, okay, eventually yeah. you'll hear it. I, yo, I, yo. No, Mo, Mo, no, no, yo, no, Mo. yo, yo, no, no more yo. You've Mo. over yoed. We we got to go, Mo. <laughs> yo, okay, Mo's over yoed. Yo, yo, steal horse I ride. That's right. That's you. Yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I know that line. I'm, yo, I'm wanted, dead or alive. Yeah, okay. Uh, I believe it. I believe that part of what you said. Uh, Mo, we got to go. All right. Thanks for checking in, Mo. It's always nice talking to you guys. Okay. Okay. You too, A second time. Yeah. All right. Don't shoot there. anything. We'll, we'll see you later. All right. Oh. Tell Mick we said hey, That's him. That's him. Yeah. Yeah, now I hear it. <laughs> oh, dear God. I, right, when so, you originally said Mo, I thought we were, we were talking. Remember Repo Man? 
Yeah. That's who I thought we were no, talking about. No, 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 no. Who's this, Repo I remember Man? this weird little colorful character. We had a, a Repo guy call in yeah. one morning, yeah. and he started to tell us some stories, stories that were like, <laughs> right. really? Yeah. Does Snowplow guy? I don't know. But here's the deal. No. Bon Jovi came out <laughs> with an album called know. These Days in 1995, so they probably recorded with Mo in 1994. <laughs> there there were listeners recall. texting and saying that there actually was a recording studio at 1080 yeah. Delaware Ave. Let me go to Vince. He's going to corroborate that. Uh, Vince, good morning. Hi, Vince. Nope, we don't have it. All right, so he was saying that, yeah, it was a recording studio and Bon Jovi did record there. All right, all right. All right. Listen, hey, we don't know. Mo could be telling 100% the truth. (laughs) Oh, my God. What? What? Dude, track number nine on this album Sprinkler Fitter. (laughs) (laughs) How about that, man? That is crazy. Track 10, slow as molasses. Do you think that's Mo, crazy? Did Mo record that, um, Larry Appleton? <laughs> Casey, there was a bonus track on there called Yo. 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 Yeah. Yo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Darby Crick. Wow. I don't know what to say about all that. Yeah. Uh, oh, listen, you know he's colorful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's. Yeah. You know what? I think we all need a drink. I'm going to give away a case of beer right now, a case of Stella. And I will take caller number 15. Everyone but but Mo can win it. <laughs> Stella! 215-263-WMMR. Uh, caller number 15. We're going to set you up. And uh, your table is ready in the life of uh, in life Artois. And we'll see you soon at Stella Artois Draft at Kavanaugh's Rittenhouse in Center City, Philadelphia. Let's come back in a moment, shall we? We still have a lot of show left to go, so stay with us. Check out Amy Lee and Lizzie Hale live in Studio Z with Pierre and Jackson talking onstage collaborations for their upcoming tour and what it means to get back on stage. Plus, watch the latest video from The Offspring and check out the Struts cover of Queen's classic, We Will Rock You. Click contests and enter for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets for the 2021 Eggs with Peg event at Keenan's North Wildwood, Friday, May 28th from Coors Light. Made to chill. Real quick, um, our buddy uh, Mike, Mr. Peanut, yes, uh, who you know from He's the <laughs> from the cardboard classic, was uh, injured pretty bad our last uh, cardboard classic, and is now fine and everything. In fact, he's doing God. some work on Casey's house. He yes. does a lot of really great uh, uh, um, contracting work. Um, so Mike <clears throat> sent me um, a link yesterday. Uh, it was a TikTok video <laughs> of. The, the moment that Mr. Peanut got hit by the peanut bus. It's been made into a TikTok video. It's a video. TikTok video, and he he just, he texted, he sent it to me, he sent me the link, and he goes, oh my God, the comments, he wrote. <laughs> so I went and I started reading the comments, which is something I normally don't do on anything, but since he had pointed it out, I was going to take a look. And the majority of them were mortified that we were on the mic, like, laughing and stuff like that <laughs> because they had followed through and seen that he had broken his jaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they thought, because there's in the clip you can hear Pierre going, ha, 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 really, really loud doing uh-huh. that Pierre laugh. Right. And they were like, you evil people, how can you laugh at this man? <laughs> He's broken bones, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And I was cracking up because I'm like, now, if we were standing over him and we saw that he had a broken jaw sure. and started laughing then, right. that would be maniacal. 
but the fact they they don't they don't know what the event is about. They didn't get it. The, um, the great thing about social media is that it's always properly in context. Oh, one hundred percent. But I mean, and besides that, you could not have seen his jaw. It was in a big shell. Yes, and uh, but but what I thought was cool is is I go, hey dude, everybody's got your back in that yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta love that, yeah. right? Yeah. Instead of being called out for being. Look at this idiot, you know, and so on. They were they were like, "Oh my god, this poor guy," and uh, it was pretty funny. I I I don't go on TikTok, so I didn't, I couldn't tell how many um, views it had had. Yeah. Uh, but it was you know a couple thousand comments. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but it's and he goes, "I can't believe this is still around. I can't believe this is still <laughs> making the rounds." And the footage is hilarious. I mean, it's just on the surface seeing this. This Mr. Peanut get absolutely taken out by oh a gigantic God. sled. I remember we talked about it at that point in the beginning. I'm like, um, you know, and when he's up and and we, I think both you and I are, at least I was and somebody else was. No, 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 no. Yes, yeah, somebody. Was, like, one of us. No, you're, no, you're no. Going, move, yeah, move, 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 move. We're saying I, that. I don't think he could see what was happening. No, we could. He had no idea, dude. Yeah. He was in a peanut shell. He had no idea. Boom. <laughs> We're watching this video in the studio right now, and I was in the front seat of that thing, dude. Uh, that might have been me yelling "move" because I saw I us bearing were. down on bearing down on him. So, <laughs> so oh, he, God, it was so much fun. He's sitting there in, in essentially complete darkness, having no <laughs> idea like what's about to hit him in the face. And it makes me think of the time we had our uh, intern in the trash can on wheels. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we were shooting with a fire, the fire hose. hose. I was <laughs> intern Sarah, and yeah. uh, who else was in? Um, was it? Um, who else was it? Redhead. Uh, Sarah was, yeah, uh, and I forget who else. I don't know. Oh, but anyway, they, they we had two of them in the garbage cans, and, and they couldn't tell what was going she on. She was hauling ass <laughs> at the MMR vehicle, yeah. and she's in complete darkness. Has no idea, because the pressure of the fire hose was yeah. such that they were rocketing across the parking lot. Uh, beautiful thing. Oh, it was Joss. Joss. That's yeah. it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We're looking at uh, now <laughs> photos of them at that, that particular event. And the water was actually warm, right? Wasn't yeah. it? Well, they would never know because they were <laughs> they were in the trash <laughs> can. <the> trash cans. <laughs> and it's what we do here yeah. on the show. That's all there is to it. All right. Uh, anyhow, I just I, I wanted to mention that. If you see the TikTok video, know that Mr. Peanut, is uh, he's, he's cool with us and uh, that we weren't being evil and laughing at <laughs> someone's pain. In fact, we were quite concerned at the time, but uh, Pierre nicest, thought it was hilarious. He's the nicest guy, too. Mike he's is so the best. Quiet, yeah. yep. He is. That's what's crazy. Yeah. He's very reserved. Very, he doesn't say a whole lot. He right. speaks very like this. He lets his peanuts do his talk. I guess he does that, man. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, man, you know what, Casey? What? Can you do me a favor? I wanted to bring this up. Can you run into the office and grab my space file? Yeah. I'm not going to do the, Space Cowboy. Not the Space Cowboy. This is a this is a space story and it could have gone just either for topic of conversation or it could have been in the in the Space Cowboy. Kathy wanted to hear it so badly. <laughs> yeah, that I'm going to make sure we do it. Well, we we only have a l- little bit of time and this yeah. is uh, kind of a shorter thing. I hope it's still in there. Yeah, he's got it. Is um, it in your cool little fridge? It no, it's not in my fridge. <laughs> Uh, we could do a space cowboy. There's a couple of stories that are yeah. space. Kathy, you're up for it, right? Yay! Mm. <laughs> All right, then this is case. All right, I gotta give this. Yeah, what the hell? Ah, what the hell? We're gonna do it. Let's ah, do it. Hell. Right. This could have been an entertainment news, uh, actually, 
Uh, but I'm I'm not doing anything. No, so I get my theme, and, I, and I, I'm not putting this on you, Casey. You know, we you need to get president. We need to get you an actual space helmet to put on as well. Um, <laughs> oh God! You know, I think I have one at home. Actually, this. all right. So, Discovery has ordered a new reality show. This yeah. has been teased before, but now it's moving forward to air in 2022, which will be an eight episode competition series where competitors will vie for a chance to take a trip. To the International Space Station on a commercial Axiom space mission. You threw your hands up in the air. All right, so how is this going to be? This is a... I'm sorry, how is it going to be awarded again? Because it's, I... It's good. You're, it's it's a competition show, so you're going to have to... Now, I don't know what the specific... I've heard it's like like a, like basically you're going through the, the like survivor, the but with like the yeah. right stuff preparation. Yeah. This is an idea. But that I don't know I, how you'd be voted off and, and right, things like right, that. Right. I don't know how that's going to work. But this this was an idea that I had had like a decade ago. You know, called "Who Wants to Go to Space?" Right. Not okay. the greatest title, but essentially it's the same exact thing. Um, well, now we have so many options yeah. with other with private. Uh, companies like you know Amazon and uh, and Tesla and yeah. uh, Elon Musk providing other SpaceX. options to get into space. Yeah. SpaceX, absolutely. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. almost like the, I I would foresee the the competition almost being like you know the movie The Right Stuff, where these guys right. are essentially competing against each other. Right. Um. And but you know uh, that was all men. This could be a man sure. and woman. Competition. Yeah, I would imagine there'll be several yeah the different genders and and all kinds of uh, people from around the world. So the winner will be. A crew member of AX-2, the second mission from Axiom to transport a fully private group of space travelers uh, to the ISS following uh, AX-1, which is set to take place as early as next January. Axiom and NASA went into detail about AX-1 earlier this month in a press briefing explaining that the mission will span eight days, take four paying customers. This is the first one. This is not the contest. Right, right, yeah. Take four paying customers to um, the Orbital Science Station for a brief stay with an overall price tag of $1.69 million being paid to NASA for the privilege, which excludes the value of some in-kind supply transport services that Axiom is providing. Privilege. So, you know, my sister asked me the other day, because we were, I don't know, we were talking about the space program or whatever. She's like, would you ever do that? Would you ever, you know, go up on that thing? And I was like, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I'd just to, to take a suborbital flight and go up and feel weightlessness and all that. I still think there's a little too many question marks um, yet, as far as the safety goes, but flying to the ISS, mm. I think I might have to be a go for something. Well, like that. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be a go for all of it. And I completely understand what you're saying there. L- listen, a couple of rockets have been lost just recently, you know, as they're, they're trying to do some of the stuff. Uh, some things are a little bit more reliable than others. Yeah. But I mean, oh, my God, you know, um, it's like a now or never thing to and go up and spend days, yeah. on the ISS orbiting the Earth. That view, that whole yeah. experience. Nice that, how could I not do that? A space dump. You'd finally get to take one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just don't um, know why they can't just gradually go to space. I don't know why there always has to be a uh, a blast off. And all right, so please answer that question for me. Why they're when, uh, so they blast off? Why can't they like take off like an airplane? Because they've got to go. Th- they've got to rocket through. You the have atmosphere. to leave. You have to get into a geosyncratic orbit. You got to get in an orbit. Okay, in yeah. order to do that, you have to be going a certain speed. Okay, in order to do it, and uh, the aircraft can't get to that speed. You need a rocket. You need to get up and out because. Once you're outside of our atmosphere, and listen, I'm going to mess this up. Trust me, really <laughs> smart people. I'm going right. to mess this up, but I'm going to try to give it in a, in a basic term. Um, 
you you get to a certain speed, then you can you can essentially free fall around the Earth. Okay, mm-hmm. you're 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 traveling at a certain inertia or momentum. Um, the Earth's gravity is holding you in place. You, you have to gone, escape that. You, you, if you escape that completely, then you're heading away from the Earth, like to the Moon. They have to be. That's why the majority. You know that if you look at the at the um, uh, uh, the, the Apollo program. The reason that rocket was so big, they were only sending just that itty-bitty part at the top. That's yeah, the yeah. spacecraft. The rest of it is just the vehicle um, is because it needed all that fuel to get that much speed to get going fast enough to even get away from the Earth alone. Right. Look at the, the opening of the of First Man when mm-hmm. uh, Neil Armstrong is having that where he's creasing, uh, you know, the, the edge of space. And, um, you know, and he's he's realizing he's losing control. And, and, and when you're at that level, too, as your orbit starts to decay... You know you're gonna you're gonna be dealing with all sorts of of heat situations and so on and so forth. And again, I'm I'm speaking on basically what I know, but but yeah, I mean, as far as a gradual flight up, I, it, it, no, because well, I was thinking about a, like Chuck Yeager in the beginning of the right stuff, right, right. But that for all intents and purposes, that was a rocket, right? What do you mean? Well, because he essentially he kept pushing it further and further and further, right, up, and then uh, so I was like, but well, he was okay. in an airplane. Yeah, but uh, he's in an airplane. An airplane needs air okay. uh, to travel. It That's why it's stalled it, out. It uses a jet, right? And if and if essentially you run, eventually you run out of air. There's nothing to push through the jet, right? So at that point, why not switch it to the rockets? To the rockets. Well, there was the X-15, yeah, which used a rocket motor, okay, or, or a, uh, a rocket engine. Engines, I think, are throttleable, and and motors are not throttleable. Motors are like a, a bottle rocket. You light it, it, yeah. it goes until it runs out of fuel. So anyway, um, but. You, but fuel is the key. Right. You need a lot of fuel to get up there. And it's a weight ratio versus uh, how much force it can output. And you burn that up as it goes along. And you need a lot of it. And you got to discard it. And it would be a huge vehicle right. that would to, to do well, it gradually. I don't know, Case. But the problem is that you've got it. You got you can't do that. There's a, well, all right, you, you can't well, do you, that. What is needed? Yeah. Right, so Scientifically, you can't Santa's got to go. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, Santa's got to go. Uh, but when we invent the arc reactor, yeah. then we won't have to worry about well, that. Well, no, listen, and, and I understand. Essentially, there are a an S-ton of absolute geniuses working on this yeah. right now. And if there was a way, there there will there would be a way. But there isn't yeah, a way, so there isn't a way. Right. Uh, like but, a rocket-propowered pole vaulting system. Right. But to me, it seems like the, the initial launch, the initial... When the rocket leaves the Earth is the most dangerous part of the entire mission. Okay. Right? Um, because they're, that's, they're they're just taking I off. And it's, and it's I mean it's one that could be the most explosive. Clearly, but yeah. if you if you go up and and you lose any of your life support systems, you're dead. Yeah, in, I in think space. I can handle this, cousin Larry <laughs> But you would do this. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it might be kind of cool to do uh, something like this. I think. Uh, and they're going to have this is one huge commercial for NASA, one huge commercial for the space program. Uh, they're going to be on their 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 best game. Yeah. I think it's going to be very cool. I'm going to watch it. All right, but Casey here, somebody's texting saying that you're you're kind of right because Virgin Galactic. Let's not forget about that. That was uh-huh. a, 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 an aircraft that operated like a, a rocket. To when it got to a certain height, engage the rocket, take off, drop it. But they could only do like a suborbital flight. They're, they're basically right. creasing. The outer atmosphere. Yeah. So, anyhow, I'm I'm an idiot. I love this stuff, but when it comes to the, I, I have a basic understanding of it. But then, when trying to explain that basic understanding, I can't do it. Well, but I but I love 
checking this stuff out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I, I, the, the notion of landing a rocket vertically to me seemed absolutely insane yeah. that they could pull off what they used to do in, in 50 science fiction movies, and here they are doing it. So here is uh, a little bit more on the the reality show that they're working on. Axiom will be using a SpaceX Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon spacecraft to transport its private astronaut customers uh, to the ISS for AX-1. Then the initial press materials for the Who Wants to Be an Astronaut yeah. instead of Who Wants to Go to Space right. uh, <laughs> series doesn't specify which vehicle will be used by the AX-2 mission uh, that will play host to the winner, uh, but it's reasonable to expect it'll be SpaceX. And the host is Larry the Cable Guy, right? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a cut-up. <laughs> Um, so here's how Discovery describes the actual selection process. So this might right. clear it up for us how you can do it. It says, what does it take to win a coveted seat to space? The process will be grueling, and only a select few will make it through the rigorous selection process. The series will follow each of the contestants competing for the opportunity in a variety of extreme challenges designed to test them on the attributes real ast- astronauts need most, and as they undergo, as, figured. as they undergo the training necessary to qualify for space flight and life on board the space station. In the end, one lucky candidate, deemed to have the right stuff by a panel of expert judges, okay, will punch their ticket for an adventure. The cast of Real High Housewives of New Jersey. They, they will be the judges. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, no, an adventure that few have ever taken. The series will chronicle each pivotal moment along the way. From liftoff to reentry and the return home. So when they think they have someone who's going to be a good candidate, they turn their centrifuge around, right, to face them, Preston? Yes. All of the voice? Right. Yes, yeah. that's how they <laughs> Here they go. Uh, the competition is open to everyday people, and there's an application form with the requirement of a short 30 to second uh, accompanying video if you want to throw your hat into the ring. Are you going to do assume, it, Preston? I assume there are physical qualifications uh, that you have to pass yeah. as well. Um, my guess is you, you, yes, you'd have to be in some sort of space shape. Yeah. I would be puking the entire time. Oh, I'm yeah. certain of it. I get I get motion sickness fairly easy, and uh, and even if you're pretty good at it, even, even seasoned uh, aviators have gone up, and they, for they a little while, it. get sick. It's yeah. just what happens, you know. I mean, you cannot imagine what's happening to your body as you're going through all of that, those Gs, if you're pulling those Gs. It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've not experienced it. You guys have. I've been on a roller coaster, but something tells me it's different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then then yeah. what? Then, 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 then flying in a fighter jet. Oh, my God. Then doing a roller coaster. Yeah, you're just, uh, I mean, you, you get it for brief moments yeah, yeah. Uh, on the roller coaster. It was just an extended amount right. of time yeah. in, those, in those jets. I was on the Great Bear at Hershey last yeah. week. And you were on I a was, mission. I was not on a mission, but, I mean, I was on that roller coaster, and I was, uh, and I was, Kind of thinking about when I was in the fighter jet, like the the crazy twists and turns, yeah. and it it is like. And didn't the guy running the roller coaster said he had to be harder on you? Yes, because he didn't want anyone else to know that he'd fallen for you. <laughs> no, that was, was Top Gun. It was that. Was oh, it was Top Gun. Gun. It was yeah. a little bit different. Not the guy running the ride. <laughs> um, so anyway, listen. If if you are interested in uh, in going to space, this might be an avenue because otherwise. It's going to cost you a ton of money. Listen, I don't want the show to end up this way, but, I mean, you never know with these things yeah. what could happen. And I think that alone, you know, something bad or whatever, that alone is going to be enough of a bait for people to tune in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, anyhow, I just thought that was interesting and worth bringing up. You know what? One more quick space yeah. thing. Is that all right? So we officially make this kind of a space cowboy? Some people call me the space cowboy. 
Uh, early on the morning of May 26th, uh, so next week, the blood moon will be visible from uh, North America. It's named for its red glow. That's why they call it. According to NASA, the blood moon is visible during a total lunar eclipse. Tell me, are you visible during a total lunar eclipse? Uh, when the you Earth will be. When the Earth aligns itself between the moon and the sun. Uh, <laughs> notably, this blood moon will be a combination of May's full flower moon, which is classified as a super moon. Super. And a total lunar eclipse. Of the heart? Uh, yes, it's a total lunar eclipse of the heart. Uh, so are we going to see something that much more dynamic? Uh, as far as seeing it, it's a bit complicated, though. While the blood moon will be visible over eastern Asia, the Pacific Ocean, and the western U.S., most of the east coast and central U.S. won't get the best view of the moon. F.U. solar system. It will be below the horizon, uh, at the time of the full eclipse. We get boned out of everything. Now, the following supermoon, the Strawberry Moon, ah. will be visible on the East Coast on June 24th. And there are three more eclipses scheduled to take place before next year. Wow. Well, this, uh, my uh, my telescope is primed and ready to go out. So I'm going to be enjoying a lot of the warm weather viewing. And uh, I also have a spot that's up on one of my uh, sub-roofs, sort of, so to speak, that lifts me up a little bit above the uh, light pollution. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the summer. You know, now, there's, a, there's a name for each full moon. Like, each month has a different name. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, was a wolf that. moon and, and uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know them all because I, I found that out this year, too, Kathy. I didn't know yeah. that. But what I also, now it says um, it's a super moon. So uh, Super. I thought the supermoon was when the moon is as close to the Earth. That's what I thought. I thought we just had that. Yeah, me too. How often do supermoons happen? I I thought they were kind of rare. Oh, okay. There's a supermoon and an Aquaman moon. Ah. Now here, January is a wolf moon. February is a snow moon. March was the worm moon. I remember hearing that one. That's kind of lame. April was a pink moon. May is a flower moon. June is strawberry moon. Uh, we have the Buck Moon in July. Ooh, that's manly. Yeah, there's is. Moon Unit Zappa in August. August is Sturgeon. Sturgeon Moon. North American fishing tribes called August's August's full moon the Sturgeon Moon since the species was abundant during this month. Okay, oh, okay. I guess it could be just as vague as that. Hey, there's also, a lot of a lot of fish in that pond. We'll call it a sturgeon moon. It says it's also been called the green corn moon, the grain moon, and, and the I can't find my car moon. The red moon for the reddish hue. Huh. It takes on September's the harvest moon. Now, harvest moon, I've heard that for many years. I love, I love when the it's moon beautiful. is so bright at night that you're getting those beaming rays of light coming in through your your window. It's just yeah. very cool. Yep. Um, so I have the super moon information. Thank you. Uh, I can't believe you're contributing to this I know. segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you can see the moon. So yeah. it's anything that you can see, Kathy's cool about. Yeah. The full moon occurs uh, once in each lunar cycle, which lasts 29.5 days, but not every full moon is a super moon. There are usually only three or four super moons in a year, but okay. between 2020 and 2025, there will be four each year. Four oh. each year. So that's wow. We're getting another one. Bonus. Gotcha. Let me finish up these. So, uh, October is the Hunter's Moon. November is the Beaver Moon. Nice yeah. Beaver. Yeah, and then de- I have that. And then December. <laughs> and then December is Doctor the- Beaver Moon is here. Is the Cold Moon, Doctor Beaver Moon. That's a good band name, Doctor Beaver Moon. All right. Uh, anyhow, so the twenty uh, sixth is when the Blood Moon will be nice, uh, fully visible. Is there a Blue Corn Moon? Because there's, don't, isn't that what the chick sings in that one song? Blue Corn Moon? Yeah. 
Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? No. Am I singing the word? I know there's Blue Emu, which does not stink. What song is that? It's is it from Pocahontas? Okay, it's from Pocahontas. Oh, it is. Okay, Pocahontas. And how's it go? Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? I don't know. Larry Appleton. That's a lovely. That's a. It's a lovely tune you're singing, though. <laughs> I, I would guess there probably is, Casey. Yeah, really it's a stupid man, I'd really like to know his name. What's his name, man? Cousin Larry Appleton. <laughs> his name is Cousin Larry Appleton. <laughs> Goddamn. Like Laverne and Shirley 101. But just you wait. Just you wait. Cousin Larry Appleton. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen Hamilton, Kath? Uh, no, I did not see Have you it. ever seen Perfect Good. Strangers? <laughs> that I did. Same I didn't used to watch it. Yeah. Same, Same thing. thing. Same thing. Same exactly. Uh, it's really good. The music's fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, the story's good. All right, we're going to wrap it up. I hate we're wrapping it up. Hey, you. stop it. All things space. Only had time for a couple of stories, but nonetheless. The orbit's decaying. It is. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay put. B-File stories are on the way next. At 93.3 WMMR, we can be pushy, but in a good way. Enable push notifications in our app so you'll know when there's news you should know. And while we don't do it a lot, when something important does hit the band, we'll make sure you get a heads up. All right, let's get into the B-File once again. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They make life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. Just visit cinch.com. That's cinch spelled C-Y-N-C-H dot com. A Florida judge facing discipline for allegedly missing work and having court staff drive him to events, do his online shopping, and perform other personal errands has resigned from the bench. <sighs> the commission opened an inquiry into Miami-Dade uh Circuit Judge Martin Zilber, after getting a complaint last September about his behavior, the commission found clear and convincing evidence that Zilber engaged in the uh, intemperate treatment or misuse of court staff and excessive absences. Clerk, dance for me. Uh, Zilber did not contest the inquiry's uh, findings and took immediate responsibility for his conduct, so he fessed up. All right, well, that's good. His former judicial assistant, uh, Dixadelia Dent, Sir, that's no. her name. Dix, no, no, no. Dixadelia Dent. <laughs> uh, outlining her allegations of mistreatment by Zilber, uh, the commission said Zilber asked court staff to perform a number of tasks for him that were outside their job descriptions, including personal online shopping, registering his car at the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles, and traveling to Miami Beach during work hours to pick up tickets for an art event. Show so me he, show me paint the fence. So he, Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has him running around doing all his, uh, all his grunt work. Uh, it said that uh, Zilber asked his judicial assistant to assemble a scrapbook of his personal mm. and professional achievements and asked her and his bailiff to drive him to appointments as well. Maybe uh, lunch. They found that he sometimes required his judicial assistant, who was pregnant, to wheel his chair up several floors <laughs> and then lift it onto the dais in his courtroom before hearings. Piggyback? Uh, he he uh, made other arrangements while her concerns were brought to Jeez. his attention as well. So, what a slob. So he was having them run around doing things they didn't need to be doing. A man was charged Monday for an explosive gender reveal party 
that was heard by nearby residents in New Hampshire and oh, Massachusetts. No. This is a follow-up. So I, I mentioned this story a couple weeks ago. Anthony yeah. Spinelli was charged with disorderly conduct. Uh, police in, Ken- in Kingston, a town not far from the Massachusetts state line, received reports of a loud explosion on the night of April 20th. They responded to uh, Torremeo Quarry, where they found people who acknowledged holding a gender reveal party with explosives. The source was tannerite, of course. Of course tannerite! 80 pounds of 80 it. pounds of tannerite! Yeah, the family thought the quarry would be the safest spot to blow up the explosive, which is typically sold over the counter as a target for firearms practice. No injuries were reported. Now, I look for this other story. I did, sometimes I put these stories in my bizarre file, and then they get lost somewhere right. or another. But there was, I don't know if you guys saw the viral video... It was a gender reveal party, and I think they were just popping balloons and right, right. whatever the color came out determined. And the father-to-be, <laughs> did you see this? I uh, know, but I'm already laughing. So the balloon pops. Mm-hmm. It's a girl. Yeah. And the, he just, I, he's holding something in his hand, he just drops it, and he's like, damn it. He was pissed off that oh, it was a girl. Come on. At the gender reveal come party. Come on. And he's just like sulking and like kicking the ground and oh, stuff. What a girl. Yeah. Oh. Wait, this was the father? This is the father. So if you don't want to have a girl and you're firm of this, yeah, here it is. There's Look at the video. Dumbass. Uh, Then you probably shouldn't have a gender reveal party. Right, and captured on film so your daughter can see it later. What a disappointment she Mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's pretty funny. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. An anonymous neighbor has left a rather pointed note for a fellow resident after overhearing their X-rated exploits one evening. The short typed letter, which was taped inside the apartment building's lift, is addressed to an unnamed woman who was ex- who has quote extremely loud orgasms. Wow. Uh, the neighbor politely but firmly requests the woman close the window in future to prevent these sexy sounds. Ah! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> From disturbing others. <laughs> oh God! Uh, the the uh, the woman who has has ex- extremely the note began to the woman who has extremely loud orgasms. Whilst we are very happy for you, could you please close your window and maybe consider your neighbors? A photo of the. <laughs> <laughs> a photo of the note was shared with uh, Yahoo Lifestyle by another resident who captioned the picture saying, Good morning, apartment living, with several laughing emojis. At least someone is getting laid and enjoying their time, they wrote. so. Okay. Uh, this is pretty fun. I don't know if you guys saw this one a few days ago. A seven-foot alligator was captured by authorities in Florida after the animal chased pedestrians through a Wendy's parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the deputy sheriff's office stated that he must have been hangry for a cheeseburger. Uh, but along with a nuisance alligator trapper from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, police responded to reports of a gator in Lehigh Acres. Uh, the gator, measuring seven feet, three inches, was eventually trapped in the parking lot. They can get up a good head of steam, you know. Yeah, they can. Of the uh, Lehigh Acres Health and Rehabilitation Center across the street from the Wendy's. I think at a short distance, they can get up to almost like a, like a, a horse gallop. The animal has since been uh, relocated to an alligator farm. Casey, you'll be happy to know, while I was just in Florida visiting my mom and sister, they have uh, there's a golf course right next to them, and the pond co- comes over onto their property. And Angie was telling me they have a gator that lives in there now. Yeah. Okay. Did you yes. see it? I didn't see Aww, it. I did bummer. not see him yet, but I'm going to keep an eye out for him. And if we ever go down there, we can hang out and just 
sit and wait a minute. I will sit there for hours yep. and days. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up the Bizarre File right now. And as we take a break, I want to give away some screening passes for Monday. Yeah. Uh, for an actual in-person uh, movie. It's A Quiet Place Part 2. And oh. it's a four-person pod that we're going to set you up with. Uh, so we'll take callers 11, 12, and 13 at 215-263-WMMR. And it starts at 7 p.m. It will be at the AMC Nishamini. The film hits theaters on May 28th. Very much looking forward to this movie. So 11, 12, and 13. It's for Monday, four people each. And it's at the uh, AMC Nishamini at 7 p.m. 215-263-WMMR. Coming right back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR.com. Thank you, Zach, for that jingle. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question, and we're going to give away Leonard Skittered live at Nebworth 76 for the correct answer. And what are the new lyrics to Alexander Hamilton? 215 263 WMMR. And it's got, you got to give it to us correctly. Yeah. Don't say it right. Even sing it. You won't get extra prizage, but you will get bonus points from us. So. Uh, the new lyrics to Alexander Hamilton, two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if no, we'll do the trash while you call it. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Don't miss Sequoia Outback's Memorial Day sale with everything you need to take your outdoor space from taxing to relaxing. Route 309 in Hatfield or at DeckSupplies.com. What's up, Steve? Well, Taylor Lautner is headed back to the screen for his first movie in five years called Home Team. Lautner says he decided to take the five years off in pursuit of his hobby, which is furiously looking for work. (laughs) Oh, my God. He played a snowplow driver in his last movie, Cold Pursuit, and now Liam Neeson is returning to the screen as an ice road trucker in The Ice Road. Neeson says he's looking for a departure in his next film and hopes to drive on slush. Yay! <laughs> and finally, ABC making the shocking announcement that they will not be renewing the brand new and highly touted drama series Rebel, starring Katie Segal. ABC boss Craig Urick issued a statement saying they are proud of Rebel, but just as one can be proud of a large turd, you eventually have to flush it. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, you can be proud of it, right. but you eventually have yeah. to, uh, you got to flush it. Let it go. All right, uh, let's see if we can get an answer. What are the new lyrics, the new lyrics to Alexander Hamilton, and we need to get it. We got to get it right, okay? Uh, I'm going to go to Gibby. Hey, Gibby, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Gibby, the new lyrics to Alexander Hamilton. My name is Larry Appleton. Um, How are you feeling, Preston? Casey? Casey's saying no. You're, right? you're missing one word. That's big. Oh. Uh, cousin Larry Appleton. That's the one, yes, Gibby. 
Cousin Larry Appleton. Hang on a second. What's his name, man? Cousin Larry Appleton. <laughs> his name is Cousin Larry Appleton. And apparently this guy singing, uh, Marissa was telling me, was on what TV show? The Leftovers. The Leftovers and something else. So, uh, so well, he was on The Leftovers, and, and Mark Lynn Baker was also in oh, The Leftovers. Do right. you remember that? As, as Mark Lynn Baker. As the, so the actor who played cousin Larry Appleton, Ableton, uh, his name is Mark Lynn Baker, and there was an episode of... The Leftovers is a weird, wild show on HBO, and there was an episode, I believe, named uh, Mark Lynn Baker. And, and so this guy apparently wrote a song... <laughs> About him. It's like Laverne and Shirley 101. <laughs> but just you wait. Just you wait. Cousin Larry Appleton. <laughs> it's been a weird show today. Uh, yeah. One uh, of the weirdest name, ever. Yeah. The guy's name is Holt Boggs, uh, by the way, the actor. Uh, and he was on Sons of Anarchy. That was it. By the way, we're going to give uh, Gibby, <laughs> Leonard Skinner, live at Nebworth <laughs> uh, 76, a DVD CD set capturing the band's historic performance in England on August 21st, 1976. It's also available on Blu-ray, limited edition LP and digital from Eagle Rock Entertainment. Let's go to music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> All right, brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Nickelodeon Slime is available all month long at Rita's, and you can come slime your favorite treats only at Rita's, but you better hurry because slime is only available through May 30th. All right, uh, more details on Lollapalooza and interesting ones at that. Foo Fighters and Journey. What? Will headline Lollapalooza 2021. And it's full Lollapalooza, right? Yeah, the long running Chicago festival is back this year. Grant Park will run from July 29th to August 1st. Also appearing will be Limp Biscuit, Miley Cyrus, Post Malone. It's a really weird lineup. Uh, Tyler the Creator, Modest Mouse, All Time Low, and Young the Giant, amongst many, many more. Uh, tickets are on sale now with four-day general admission tickets going for $350, uh, <laughs> but will increase in price as the festival date nears. Um, according to a posted report, the health stipulation for concertgoers will be in accordance with current local public health uh, guidance. The full COVID-19 vaccination or negative COVID-19 test results will be required to attend Lollapuzza 2021. Uh, for patrons who are not fully vaccinated, a negative COVID-19 test result must be obtained within 24 hours of attending Lollapalooza each day. Uh, details on the festival entry process will be available in early July. Lollapalooza is excited to partner with the City of Chicago to encourage vaccinations in Chicago uh, in the weeks prior to the festival. Uh, Journey's appearance at the festival comes as a bit of a shock, uh, seeing as how the kind of alternative bent uh, Lollapalooza always ran on a far different track than those what featuring the? classic rock icons. I don't ever remember hearing classic rock, rock icons. Where's that f- sound coming from? <laughs> uh, the band will be premiering its new lineup. Of course, it'll feature uh, Neil Sean and uh, Jonathan Kane, who've been the band with the band forever. Uh, their frontman Arnell uh, Pineda. Uh, and rounding out will be returning bassist Randy Jackson. How about that? I have a sword from him. <laughs> and a drummer you guys may have never heard of. His name is uh, Narada Michael Walden. He's a legend. Uh, he played, Steve, with uh, Mahavishnu Orchestra yeah. and with uh, Weather Report. He's a j- super intense fusion jazz oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's also a legendary producer. He's produced 
tons of acts, all the way from Aretha Franklin to Mariah Carey and so on and so forth. He's just an immensely talented person. Okay, so the chances of Steve Perry making an appearance? No, I don't he see it. Nil. He didn't show up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He didn't, no. So, okay. Yeah, he, and if he, he didn't do that, no, he's not going to do this. Yeah. Uh, Travis Barker of Blink-182 is selling off some high-tech gear via his Reverb online shop. Uh, Barker says he just moved into a new studio and is trying to open up some space. Uh, one of the highest demand pieces is the drum kit that he played on the song Adam's Song. I uh, said it's really a timepiece, and I can't wait to see who ends up with it. In all, uh, he has more than 100 pieces of music gear to sell, including drum machines, keyboards, bongos, boomboxes, and more. Everything has been used uh, throughout his career with Blink-182, as well as on tour and other recent collaborations. Uh, the sh- the Reverb shop launches uh, this coming Wednesday, so if you're interested, you can uh, get on there and bid. And then finally, KISS has just rolled out its rescheduled 2022 European end-of-the-road tour dates. Uh, the Trek will kick off on June 1st, 2022 in Dortmund, Germany. Dortmund. Dortmund. It's great to be here. Yes. Dortmund. It's so good to be here in Dortmund. Uh, and as of now... On our Keep On Clucking tour. Every- <laughs> Paul fought me on that, but I love chickens. Yeah, I know you do. Keep on clucking. Keep it's got on a, clucking. It's got a ring to it as well. Uh, and as of now, the tour will wind down, <clears throat> excuse me, July 21st in Amsterdam, Holland, although additional shows are expected to be rolled out soon. We well, wanted to wrap up in Dortmund. <laughs> no, but you're opening instead, so Dortmund, uh, Germany. And uh, along the way, the band will also hit Poland, France, Belgium, England, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Austria, Spain, Switzerland, Croatia, Italy, Czech Republic, Hungary, and Romania as well. I see London. I see France. (laughs) I see your mother's underpants. Mm. Uh, On the Keep On Clucking tour? Keep On Clucking. Okay. That's it. That's all I have in music news for you. Uh, let's take a break, and when we get back, don't forget yeah. it's Tat Thursday. <laughs> we forgot to do Tat Tuesday on Tuesday, so it's Tat Thursday. This is your last call to text in the word tattoo to 39333 uh, and see if you might win yourself a presidency tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And I want to reiterate again, we chose a high school, St. Mark's High School in Wilmington, Delaware, to yeah. vote for the coolest teacher. Again, another congrats to uh, Mrs. Megan Liebert. Liebert? No, not Liebert. Uh, Liberty. Liberty. Thank you. Liberty. 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 Uh, from what's that? Like little birdie was like little birdie. That's what I said. I I thought you said Dingleberry. Dingleberry. (laughs) That's what I heard. Like Dingleberry. Dingleberry. Professor Dingleberry. Megan Dingleberry Liberty. Yeah. Liberty. Oh, oh, no, don't say that. No, no. Do it. No. Casey, From Eastern that? Regional. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second and wrap it up. Stay with us. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. 
sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. It is time for the program to come to an end for this gorgeous Thursday. 86 are high, just a few degrees uh, cooler than yesterday, but... Uh, we're going to stay in that realm for the next several days through the weekend. Love it. If you like the warm weather, this is your weekend so far this year. Tomorrow, sunshine in 88. Uh, Saturday, some clouds, but the high 91. And then Sunday, the warmest day of the weekend, 94 the high, but we'll have partly cloudy skies. And then we'll be back to the low 70s on Monday. But this weekend, it's perfect if you want to, you know, if you happen to have some a pool that you can get to or be outside and enjoying the weather. And if you like the warm stuff, it's going to be Absolutely perfect. So enjoy that. I want to thank uh, Who's Lou? Who's Lou? For being on the show this morning. Uh, Lou had some stories to share. <laughs> he and, did. Uh, they were they were pretty great. So it was great to talk to him. And then we had <laughs> this guy Mo call in who apparently, so Marissa is the best at going back in our archives uh, because we do archive audio yeah. and have an idea of what we talked about on each show. It's part of what our interns do. So she did some digging. The last time that guy Mo called in, you were not going to believe this. Exactly to the date one year ago today. Oh, my God. That's weird. It was meant to be. It was May 20th of 2020. So Casey thinks we should now deem this day Mo 20th. Mo 20th. That's weird. Wow. Yeah. I said now we have to remember Ann Gorski's birthday and Mo 20th and talk like Bill Weston Day. Oh, my God. I don't think I can remember it all. Then Lou needs his own. And and November. Marissa had found out that the reason one of the things <laughs> Mo called up about because we had written down here, Mo, uh, caller Mo drank four Bloody Marys one night and skinned both his knees and his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and it says he saw Queen before he knew Freddie Murphy was a thing. Freddie oh, Murphy, Freddie man. Murphy, and he met Bon Jovio oh. too. Uh, apparently, so he, so he that that story persists. It's still. Is hanging out there. Yeah. So anyhow, and he uh, he smoked pot with uh, Keith Richards. Happy Mo twentieth. And he jogged, jogged with, with Mick Ma- Jagger. Jagger. Yes. And all kinds of stuff. So thank you to all our callers this morning. Oh, we need to go winner for Tad Tuesday. Hey! Tad Thursday. Thursday. Yes, because we forgot to do it on Tuesday. We had Tad Thursday, and I want to congratulate David Tinney of Mullica Yay! Hill, New Jersey, Creamy Acres. Give him a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And it's presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, for artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Pierre is here. Good day, sir. Here I am. Good day. Nice to see you. I... Uh, yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to ask if uh, John ever told you those stories of hanging out with Mo in your time. Yeah. Hanging he, out with him. He said there's this dude that keeps calling me Bon Jovio. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but he said, uh, um, then I hired him. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, he's now his pilot. Oh, my God. Oh, that's uh, great. Awesome. I didn't know that. So awesome. Lou's a pilot. Hmm. Mo. Um, Mo. 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. lose Mo. the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Lose yeah. the other guy. <laughs> the Lou and Mo podcast will be debuting later today. So. I love that. So, how you doing, man? I am feeling religious. Feeling <laughs> religious? Yeah. You know what? Preach I've been thinking it. about this. I've been following you, both of you, for a long time. <laughs> but um, I am so faithful to Preston <laughs> that I have become. 
A Presbyterian. A Presbyterian. Thank you. I thought it was a little bit like a Matthew Perry situation. Yes. I was like, why is something wrong? Is he on something? No, he's a Presbyterian. Okay. It is that the best? I love it. I came up with that a couple of days ago, and I keep forgetting to say it. I got I got a joke. I, I'm following Look, Preston. I'm a Presbyterian. <laughs> I killed myself. Man, Should these I tell him jokes. that we heard that years ago? Yeah. Oh. No, no, don't tell him. No. Okay. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Don't worry. Somebody else sang "Cousin Letty Appleton." Yeah, I thought I invented that because we had so. we had Presbyterians. Who else? What were the other ones? There were uh, there, no there were several religions. Yeah, yeah. There was even one for you as well. Yes, there was, oh. and I can't remember what it was. Wow. Oh man! No. Yeah, we made a rain on your parade, dude. I love it. I'm used to the. I got umbrellas. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Kathy Lick. I remember yeah. that Kathy yes. Lick. Yeah. yeah, often. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So somebody came up with that. Well, at least yeah. I came up with Presbo. Uh, you yeah, now you are the originator of yep, Presbo yep, without question. Right. So I I I would never steal that. Well, no. I absolutely, of course, would steal it. But um, <laughs> but I came. I, I was in my kitchen the other night, and it just came to me like a vision. That's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that on one of the crossovers, <laughs> and it will. It will elicit great guffaws. <laughs> the image and, of David uh, Crosby appeared to you in a glowing white. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, there'd be no Presbyterians without Presbos. That's so you, right. You, yeah. you started the movement. Thank you. You didn't start the fire. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't. It was always burning. It was. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate your, your flash of genius. Yeah, let's uh, move but, on. You know, listen, <laughs> if there's anything we've learned, if you got a great idea, somebody already came up with yes. it. You're right. It's Just always ask Larry case. Appleton. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Letter of the day? Yeah. Okay. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... O is in opportunity. Ah, and we have your opportunity to win $300 from the bagster. The bagster. The dumpster in a bag, perfect for all home improvement cleanups. You can just pick one up today at any of your local home improvement store by Phil and gone. Somebody texted in uh, Marissa Magnostic. <laughs> ah, there we go. I like that one. I like that. That's solid. Uh, what is happening on today's radio show? Well, more dead and company tickets. We will have workforce blocks of Led Zeppelin. Yesterday was Joey Ramone's birthday. We didn't get to it. We had a pretty full slate. So today we will have a block of the Ramones and Rob Zombie. Nice. Ooh. All right. And the work. Join in with Pierre Robert, and I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, Acme, everything you need to prep for the summer. Uh, you can go to Acme for fresh foods and local flavors, and also Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Casey, tomorrow? Yeah, it's kind of an open slate right now. I love that for a yeah. Friday, man. Leaves it wide open for whatever you want to get into, whatever we have planned, so we'll Meet tomorrow morning, and we'll get it underway and head into our weekend. Love it. And fine form. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, Dave. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing, there. Do-do-be-do. Do-da-da-do. Dip-a-do-do-bop.